I've been eating crap. And the preview says it will tell us what those crop circles mean. Were they made by humans or maybe by some little man who I green? <laughs> it was written by M. Night Shyamalan, a thing on the guy who did six cents. But he also did Unbreakable, which ended up quite bent. Nobody mentioned that for our poll yesterday. Signs. Because uh, it blue? Yeah. It sucked. That could be a reason. Hard. I'll tell you one thing. Well, before we do that, bad news. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. Although media don't seem to be paying too much attention to this because now people are just statistics. Didn't I tell you that? Right. Roadside bomb kills three more U.S. soldiers. Eh. One Iraqi killed, four others wounded. Ugh. A roadside bomb west of Baghdad killed three U.S. soldiers and one Iraqi uh, today. A U.S. military spokesman said one U.S. soldier, three Iraqis wounded in the blast. The explosion was in Chaldea, which is between Fallujah and Ramadi in the volatile Sunni Triangle. Uh, the military is investigating the blast, which took place at 1.30, which uh, brings the total now 515 U.S. soldiers have been killed since the war began in March. I just mentioned that in passing, since uh, these poor people are now just statistics. <laughs> but like you say, ah, it's worth it. I think I'm getting a right. really good fun uh -oh. out now. Just, you know, just the last vestiges of it. I think I'm good to go, as they say. Know what they say, good to go? Who says that? Back in the day, didn't they say that? Yeah. Man, I'm so tired of assholes with <laughs> cliches. I, just, I can't stand it. I hate it. Although, I'll tell you one thing. I caught the last few minutes of uh, Joe, Average Joe Hawaii last night. Yeah. Wow, the couple. And, and it's just another tease, Joe, because uh, humiliation and degradation and, boy, you're a fat slob and nobody's going to touch your ass and you're disgusting and you know it. And here's this hot couple in the hot tub and, uh, you know, and forget about everybody else. You would have liked it. I sure liked it. So and, he, it. and the other people on there, the average, you a fat, tubby guy who looked like kind of like a younger fat boy. And then there was a guy who looked like a young Woody Allen with the really nerdy glasses on, you know, big, thick, black frame glasses. And, uh, and then this guy. Like, uh, these guys got a chance, and the whole show is they're sitting around, uh, oh, gee, I ain't got any chance. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You got no shot. So what are you wasting your time for, you loser? Anyway, it, it had its moments. What was the absolute best movie of the last 13 years, we asked yesterday. We moved it back to 1990. We were going to do 10 years, but there were, I think Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is the one that forced me to push it back a little bit. Push it back? Yeah. Uh, I pushed it good all the way back to 1990 to 2003, last 13 years. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Take a look at this thing. 130 wins hands down. Although some good competition from two others. Pulp Fiction at 104. And they're still slabbing their, they're slabbing their mayo on it. And the fries, too. Shawshank Redemption 103, even though you didn't like it. 
I liked it fine. It no, you didn't. Not great. I wouldn't watch it. Mediocre. Uh, saving private. Uh, saving Ryan's privates. Ninety. Silence the Lamb. Sixty. Bowling for Columbine. Fifty-six. On Q. Fifty-six. That's good. Also, Goodfellas. Fifty-six. Forrest Dump. Fifty-five. Mm. Schindler's List. Forty-eight. My cousin Vinny had forty-two. Glenn, Mir- Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Glenn Hill had forty. That's good. Total I promise lunch, George. That's Total excellent. Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shelly. Shelly, you're the best Shelley man. Shelly the Machine. Shelly the Machine. American Beauty, 38. Braveheart, 35. Office Space, 27. The Matrix, 26. The Usual Suspects, 23. I didn't, I better go take a puke at that. The Big Lebowski, 20. Gladiator, 19. Groundhog Day, 19. Casino, 16. Chicago, 16. Remember that song from Chicago? Which one? The one, uh, Feeling Stronger Every Day? Christina Aguilera. Oh, uh, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Uh, Requiem for a Dream, 15. Pirates of the Caribbean, 13. Johnny Depp's up for an Oscar, by the way. We'll give you the Oscar nominees a little bit. That came out this morning. Anybody care? No. Well, why not? Terminator 2, we got a dozen. Reservoir Dogs had 12. Fight Club, 10. That's sad. Tommy Boy, 9. Tommy Boy is serious? Tommy Boy is on there? Tommy Boy? You have to be joking me. That was a nut that called it. Beautiful Mind 9, Boogie Nights 9, L.A. Confidential 9, Enemy at the Gates 9, As Good as It Gets 8, Magnolia had only 8, I can't believe it, Snatch had 7, 7 like Snatch, Training Day 7, Memento had 7, Falling Down 7. Wasn't that uh, Michael Douglas? Yes. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him fall down. Seabiscuit 5, Who's Eating Gilbert's Grapes 5, Train Spotting had 4, and I love the way, and this must be uh, Josh's fault. I can't blame Eric. Even Eric's not this dumb. He has Road to Prediction. For Road to Prediction. Yeah, let's blame Road... Josh. Josh is a little bit. <laughs> well, he's been watching too many games. Or maybe playing too many. Road to Perdition 4. Life of David Gale 4. Somebody faxed and said that was great. Uh, Beast is going to lend me his copy. Really? Yeah. Uh, Rounders 4. Monsters Balls 4. The Player 3. Truman Show 3. Bob Roberts 3. The Big Hoona 3. Two for face-off, Legends of the Fall, Arlington Road. Didn't you tell me I'd love Arlington Road? You would love Arlington Road. Blow 2, or just one if you like. Cold Mountain had only two, which is amazing, and Payback 2. We have two movies on here didn't get any votes out of 1,230 votes. About Schmidt and Spun, which means that the people who called those in either didn't really mean it or they ain't got no PC, right? Or they didn't care enough to vote. <coughs> or maybe uh, maybe somebody down the block from them voted. Anyway, let's give the first poll out for today, and then we'll get to the Oscar nominations. We got some votes from New Hampshire already. And I got a fax here. Somebody chewing me out, telling me what to think and what to say. See, I, I find it amusing, especially since it's unsigned and it's a very long fax, but it'll kill some good time anyway. I always love when people tell me how I should do the show, what I should say, what to think, and I, I don't do that. You don't I say whatever it? I think, whether you like it or not. I don't sit and think, well, let's see, about 80% of this audience likes Howard Dean, so I'm going to, like, a cover up for Howard Dean. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to tell you what I think. And I still think my thinking today is no different from what it was yesterday. I don't think he can win. I don't think he can beat the Bushmeister. And believe you me, I'm much, much more interested in beating the Bushmeister than you could ever begin to believe, and so should most of you if you have an IQ larger than your thumbnail. Anyway, here's poll number one, speaking of having an IQ. And don't don't let me get sidetracked on this religious stuff again, because I get really nervous with that. But it mm-hmm. just, it, you know, I sit I sit on the, on the throne. That's always a good place to think about religion, because it's full of <laughs> crap anyway. And I think about these idiotic things. And you, uh, How many times have I gotten that Bible out and read that part from Genesis in the very right. beginning there? 
you know, and he created this, the, the larger light to rule the day and the mm-hmm. lesser light to rule the night, meaning the sun and the moon. He created mm-hmm. the stars also. Yeah. I mean, the writings of very primitive, ignorant people who thought that the earth was flat and very teeny tiny, only with that which they could see, like, you know, with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. And superstitious mumbo-jumbo people who wrote this, you know, five, six thousand years ago. Right. And who had no knowledge of science of or anything. any other damn thing. Didn't know why it rained. Didn't have any clue. Every time it rained, it was an act of God. God was crying. God was pissed off. God was uh, having a nervous breakdown. God was peeing. Whatever was going on. The uh, nuns were bowling, which is why you know it was uh, thundering up up uh, on top there, up in the heavens. Mm-hmm. And 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 all you have to do is read the first page, and anybody with any kind of intelligence would take that book, and it would just schmidt can it. They'd either burn it, or they'd like tear it up, or they'd uh, stamp comedy book on the cover. You know, or use it to roll joints like I did. Once. Or use it use it to roll up a big fat one, or maybe like uh, just use it at the bottom of the birdcage, just rip out the pages one side by each. John three sixteen smoked real good. Yeah. Anyway, here's the first poll today. If we find real evidence of life on Mars, past or present, which we, with the water, uh, it's pretty definite, uh, it'll prove, and i got five choices for you, that all religions are man-made bullshit, that God gets around, that Luke Skywalker's alive on the red planet, that we don't know Schmidt, or scientists are tools of the devil. Ooh, I like that one. George added that one on there, and how can I forget? That's right. It's the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as all this billions of years old. It's just the work of the devil. Those robots. No, seriously, think about it. I know that most of you won't because you're so incredibly brainwashed. And, you know, and it makes you, it, it's a feel-good kind of thing. You know, God this and God that, and people don't really die. They go to that big place in the sky, or right. God forbid, to purgatory, even God forbid, even worse, down to that place below, you know. It burns. And, and that's why, like I said yesterday, the Europeans look upon Americans and their attitudes about religion with, they're aghast. They just can't believe it. They look upon it with just uh, scorn and ridicule and amazement, and uh, they're scared crapless of it. Be afraid, because we know that we got you know we got the big bombs and we got some crazy people with their finger on it. Oh, David Kay has been making the rounds. He was on with Broke on NBC last night, also on MSNBC this morning. And I guess he doesn't want to be like that doctor in England, you know, <laughs> who allegedly blew his brains out. No, no, seriously. Right. So. You're right. I didn't hear the NPR thing yesterday, so you kind of caught me off guard on that. But the fact is, he's, you know, what do you expect him to say? He that started out by saying liar? very, very clearly that the Bush administration misled the public, and now he's saying, oh, the CIA owes the president an apology yeah. and everybody else, too, because they screwed up. Well, you know, read between the lines. Plus, let's say it again, like that uranium from Niger that we knew was a lie a long time ago, and then mm-hmm. in October of 2002, they told the president that uh, and, and the administration that it was uh, totally uh, bullcrap. It was just fabricated horse crap. And in 2003, in January, in the State of the Union address, he talks about uh, you know uranium in uh, Africa. Oh God. But it's just a long series of lies, and there's some people that no matter what this president would say or any other president, because of their political stupidity, they would believe the crap. And that's the problem with Americans. Most of them aren't intelligent enough to think they're just... It's the same with religion. Politics to them is just another form of religion. It's the same group. Well, I mean, that, that's a part of it, too, but I'm saying whatever their politics is, it becomes kind of like a religion, like this facts, which I'll get to eventually. We got the uh, Oscar nominations came out well, since we've been doing movies. Mention that we got the th- first 31 votes from New Hampshire, baby. Oh. All right, they're coming in. We're counting them. Oh. Here's our first call, line six, QAM. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. What, uh, just calling to see what happened to old old Dean there. What do you mean? What happened to him? He lost it, I think, mentally. He lost it. <laughs> Are you picking on my good close friend, Doctor Dean? <laughs> he's going to he's going to cut your supply off, man. He's cutting your pills off right now. You'll have to ask Wilma. 
12 minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. Let me tell you right now, if you wake up in the morning and you're not getting a good night's sleep, you know what the problem probably is? It's your mattress, dummy. Remember that? He didn't couldn't run on that? It's the mattress, dummy? Something like that. He ran on the mattress. He uh, did a lot of things on it, too. Anyway, if you'd like to get a good night's sleep, not just tonight, but for months and years to come, you know what to do by now, because I've been doing it myself for years, called Dial a Mattress. You can't get a better deal all the way around because Dollar Mattress has the top names in the business. Now they're proud to have added Stearns and Foster to their already unbeatable strong championship lineup. Stearns and Foster is the finest mattress made in the country. Now you can sleep on one as soon as tonight if you make the call right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. And, of course, Dollar Mattress carries all the other top names, too. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, and those amazing Tempur-Pedic mattresses, too. Choose from dozens of models at low, unbeatable, everyday discount prices. And still, they keep doing it. Only Dollar Mattress lets you choose the two-hour delivery window any day, seven days a week, that meets your schedule from 8 in the morning all the way till 10 o'clock at night. They'll be there on time when you want them to, and it, they'll set up the brand new one, take away the crappy old bedding. So with low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy for anyone to see why Dollar Mattress is the best in the world in customer satisfaction. Do the same thing that everybody at QM is doing. All the smart folks are doing all over South Florida. Call 1-800-MATTRESS to get you a great night's sleep for a long time to come. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S or online. It's mattress.com. Oh, you're good. Wait a minute. You know what I had queued up? Well, I mean, I hate to I do know, this to you. Huh? I know you're yeah. My, my, and local. Sorry, Dr. Dean. younger viewers, C-SPAN now offers a brand new reality show, Skydiving with Howard Dean. Join Howard Dean as he jets across the United States, jumping out over some of his favorite states. California, California Texas, Texas, New York, New York yeah, South Dakota, Dakota, Dakota Oregon, Oregon, Michigan, Michigan yeah, and then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. And coming soon to Washington, D.C., Geronimo yeah. is Skydiving with Howard Dean, premiering this week on C-SPAN. Yeah. I got another choice for our poll. How about it proves nothing? Right. If well. we find life on Mars. How's that? Okay. It'll prove nothing. Add that on there, please, Eric, if you're listening. If not, that's okay. Go have another sandwich. Uh, they're now saying, the uh, you know, the spinmeisters, they're saying that the Dean's scream actually <laughs> has created a backlash because the media's played it so many times that now there are people are going to vote for him just because uh, they think it's like piling on, you know? Yeah. So maybe, a, <laughs> maybe he's screaming his way back into the race. I and again, it. everybody forgets the fact. If you, if you can just kind of, I know it's not easy, just be a little bit more objective and a little less emotional. See, that's the problem. People get too emotional. <laughs> and realize that he lost in Iowa badly. Now, I realize Iowa is hardly any example of the rest of the country, but certainly neither is New Hampshire. I mean, Dick's Notch. Beg your pardon? What's the name of that? You Dick's, oh, that on the radio? Notch. Well, whatever it's called. Dick's, uh, Dick, any, oh, boy. Careful. <laughs> You've seen Dick's Notch. <laughs> no. I've seen Dick's crotch. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get Dick back Crickle. to that momentarily. We'll get back to Dick's crotch in a minute. Um, but but he lost badly in Iowa. He was supposed to be the front runner, and you, you know, and like everybody says, you can whip people up and get them all enthusiastic. But you see this traditionally at the beginning. People have very short memories. Remember Paul Songus, rest in peace. Oh God, Paul. Right. Another Joe Lieberman. Okay. Oh, I'm very. Remember Pat Buchanan? He was just on this morning again, which we like him better than we used to. Even he's yeah. starting to seem like pretty him. moderate compared to this crowd. Well, he's actually a conservative, not a mm -hmm. evil. A piece. real conservative, not right. a neocon Nazi, right? And a lot of other people who like had big. Remember John McCain? Sure. So all these early uh, caucuses and primaries, these Dukakuses, 
Uh, they don't always mean crap, but it's something to talk about, and it's a lot of fun. This year it's a little bit more than fun. It's a little bit more serious than that. Wouldn't you all agree? Yeah. A little more serious, except those who don't care about it, who'd rather hear about the Oscar nominations. Okay. Um, announced this morning, Lord of the Rings leads all movies. Uh, Return of the King with 11. Master and Commander, the far side of the world, got 10. Now, you don't even know what that is. No. Does Josh know what that is? No. Master and Commander, the far side of the world. I think it has something to do with Uranus. I don't. I never heard of that. I'm and it's got look it ten nominations. Right well, somebody will know. Nominees for Best Picture. Here you go. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Show me your thing. Lost in Translation. Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. There it is again. Mystic River and Sea Biscuit. Now that really makes me want to cry. Uh, and I'm sure many people did cry watching that movie. It's one of those real tear jerkers, I guess. Nominees yeah. for Best Actor, Johnny Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Ben Kingsley for The House of Sand and Fog. Jude Law, Cold Mountain, which not too many people in this crowd like Cold Mountain. It only got two votes for Best of the Last 13 Years. Jude Law, I like him, though. Bill Murray, Lost in Translation. And Sean Penn for Mystic River, who's one of the great underrated actors of our time. He's great. Yes, he is. And he's also become like uh, a good political activist, too, as opposed to just the scumbag. The only reason he used to be a scumbag is because he was hanging out with Madonna. I was just going to say. And that, of course, is prerequisite. If you're going to hang out with Madonna, you've got to be a scumbag. Because she rubs off on you. It's like if you hang out with J-Lo, you've got to be a fag. The nominees for best <laughs> act... Well, it's true, isn't it? Ask Puff Daddy. I don't oh, and know. they're bringing back Regis, and who wants to be a multimillionaire? Did you see that? And the price is going to be $10 million now. And then, of course, if that doesn't go over for ABC, it'll be $100 million. And then they're going to give the whole goddamn network to see if they get some numbers. Maybe we ought to try it. The nominees for Best Actress are Keisha Castle-Hughes for Whale Rider. Was that a movie about Screw Ann? I saw that. Was it any good? If you like uh, uh, whales, little Maori girls from New Zealand. If I'm going to see a whale movie, I'll stick with Moby Dick. Diane Keaton, something's got to give. Love Diane Keaton. She ain't no Buster Keaton. Is she related to Buster Keaton? Yes. Really? Yes. And until this moment, it never even crossed my mind. And, of course, we love her from The Godfather, Diane Keaton. Remember that? And a bing! You blow their brains all over your nice side relief suit. Well, I don't uh, have anything that she said. I don't have anything that she said. We have no quotes. Really? We do, we do have. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Samantha Morton for In America. Charlize Theron, which we love her, monster. Mm -hmm. She had that tearaway blouse, and it looked like they were trying to do it. And Naomi Watts from 21 Grams. What is that about? I don't know. Sounds like a drug movie to me. At any rate, the nominees for Best Supporting Actor are Alec Baldwin, The Cooler. Benicio Del Toro, 21 Grams. Oh, like I said, it sounds like when I'm uh, uh, importing a lot of illegal drug stuff, kind of stuff movies. Jimon Hansu for In America. Tim Robbins, Mystic River. And Ken Wanabe, I mean Watanabe, Watanabe, Last Samurai. Nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Why are these all these names on here that nobody can pronounce? Even what's her name? That bubblehead on CNN this morning couldn't pronounce him? Soledad. Best nominees for Supporting Actress are Shorhei Ag Agdashlu for House of the Sand and Fog, Patricia Clarkson, Pieces of April, Marsha Gay Harden, Mystic River, Holly Hunter for 13, and Renee Zellweger for Cold Mountain. And the nominees for Best Director are Fernando Mireles for City of God, Peter Jackson, who needs to, to get a, a better tailor, yeah, and you a see barber. What a slob he was. He's a slob. Man, oh man. I mean, Michael Moore can be a slob because we like him, you know. But Peter Jackson, in the middle of all those really well dressed to the, you know, I mean, and, and you come out like a slob like that. Uh, that's him. He, that's he doesn't look here. 
Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Sophia Coppola, and I want to correct myself. Yesterday, uh, I said she didn't win. She did win two, uh, uh, whatever, the Golden Globes. She didn't win the one that I saw, whatever that one was for, but she won two of them, one for uh, Best uh, Nose, Best Comedy, and Best Screenplay. Okay? Are we okay. corrected now? Sophia Coppola, Lost in Translation. Peter Weir, Master and Commander of the Far Side of the World, which we're still trying to figure oh, out what yeah, that no, is. It's a Russell Crowe movie about uh, fighting Napoleon on the ocean. Who told you that? I just looked it up. Oh. And Clint Eastwood for Mystic River. And how, all of a sudden, after all these years, Clint Eastwood spoke very clearly, and he was very articulate the other night. What, what's that all about? I don't know. He Bob always Lidget? sounded like really incoherent. Maybe maybe Rush stole his supply or something. And uh, let's see. Is there anything else that we need to know? Uh, oh, there's also a um, honorary Oscar career achievement, director Blake Edwards, whose films include Breakfast at Tiffany's, Victor Victoria, Days of Swine and Roses, and The Pink Panther, uh, will get an honorary Oscar for career achievement. Academy Awards, February 29th from the Kodak Theater in Hollywood, California. Billy Crystal returns as host of the show. Oh! Nobody don't like Billy Crystal, right? Right. <clears throat> you hesitated a little bit there. I was belching. Do you know anybody who doesn't like Billy Crystal? No, I don't. Because <clears throat> if we find somebody who don't like Billy Crystal, we're going to shoot them right through the heart. Well, they wouldn't have one. He never stole a phrase. Okay, decision day in New Hampshire. Are you pumped up about the uh, primary? It's something to get excited about, sink your teeth into, right? Of course, keep in mind that there are going to be a lot of independents and Republicans voting to screw it up as best they can. Right. Because anybody in New Hampshire who's a registered voter can vote. Party crashers. Which I think is a crock of crap, my sure is. Well, what's the point of having a Democratic primary to decide who you're going to run for president and having a bunch of Republicans getting sticking their finger in there, probably trying to vote for whoever they think is going to be the easiest for Bush to beat, see? It goes that's, with all the rest of it. That's what I would do if I were a Republican in New Hampshire. I'd be going out there voting for, like, Jew Lieberman. Like you said about the national primaries and the electoral college, this is all a part of this. Although, you know, I may be rethinking that. You want to know why? Why? I'm not saying that we ought to have, like, this long process that goes on for months, but maybe, like, regional primaries over a period of a couple of months because... This this system that we have now at least allows people to see the candidates under fire and to examine their pimples and warts. You know what I'm saying? Why, why not put them under fire and then have a national primary? <coughs> yeah. A series it of debates. It allows them to examine their uh, mental uh, capacity <coughs> and how they stand up under the stress of campaigning <coughs> and a chance to like uh, examine a little bit more how ugly their wife is. <coughs> Man, she is. Taught me, Scott, would be... To say that would be an insult to all the miskites of the world, you know? <laughs> Seriously, she is gruesome. How do you spell that? Bug off. 85 uh, votes on our Martian pool. If we find real evidence on, of life on, on Mars, past or present, it will prove that all religions are man-made bullshit, 36 out of 85 votes. That we don't know Schmidt, 21. Scientists are the tools of the devil, 12. <laughs> I love it. Makes you want to scream. <laughs> That God gets around eight. Remember that Beach Boy song? He mm -hmm. wrote it. Nothing. It proves nothing. Seven. And Luke Skywalker is alive on a red planet. One. And he uh, smashed up his vet. You see that? The remains of that vet? No. <coughs> that was one of the pictures we got back. It was a candy apple red. That's why the whole surface looks red. Man, I'm getting some good... Uh, light yellow, though. Oh, I guess I guess once the dark green is gone, that's the end of right. it, right? It starts, uh, it starts clearing up. It starts lightening up a little bit. Mm -hmm. 27 past 10. If you'd like to lighten up a little bit, how about balance for life? Boy, what a segue, huh? Was that pretty good? Or what? Excellent. No. Uh -huh. <coughs> if you're oh. tired of all these other diets, like the South Beach diet, it was just a rip off of the Atkins and uh, all the other things that you have to worry about, what you shop for and what you eat in a restaurant. Here's the easy way to do it. Call our good friends at Balance for Life because they take away all the guesswork, all the uh, schlepping and chopping. 
No calorie counting, no carbohydrate counting, no figuring about that complicated zone diet. They do all of that work for you. It's based on the glycemic value of carbs in your food, and they put together delicious, fresh meals, and they put them in a little black sack that deliver right to your door by 6 every morning. In your black sack is plenty of delicious, fresh food to keep you happy all day long. You won't have to, like, be eating in between meals and cheating because, like I said, you'll be a happy camper. You get to choose what you're going to get in that sack, too. Because every week they send you a menu, you fax it back. You have two choices for each meal every day that you're on the Balance for Life program. The lovely Katrina's lost 17 pounds. She's loving it. She's doing it very enthusiastically, and you will too, because unlike these other diets, uh, you know, where you have to figure out what am I going to buy, what am I going to eat, they do all the figuring for you. Call Balance for Life right now. Make your <coughs> New Year's resolution come true this year. Call 954-568-3229. 954-568-3229, or check them on the World Wide Wicked Web at balanceforlife.com. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. In theaters now, Lord of the Onion Rings. You're a fat idiot. Give me some food. I want food. Cheeseburgers, pizza, onion rings. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, two pets, they want cheap. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, two pets, they want cheap. Ooh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. Chopping onions can be a choice. He's fat and stupid. I'm not fat. Shut up, fat boy. Lord of the Onion Rings. Your good friend is morbidly obese. Damn, dude, I'm huge. I want to gain so much weight, Richard Simmons comes to my front door. Can, can, I, can I show you a, a, a little magic? You're sick. That's disgusting. We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. And we're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You go, there. Come on. 1032 at 560 WQAM. U.S. spending surges to historic levels. Somebody just faxed this in. Good point in here. This is from the Christian Science Monitor about how the Bush administration and Congress are spending money like drunken sailors now and just ringing up these gigantic, unbelievable budget deficits. There's an interesting line in here. The Republican Party is simply not interested in small government now, says Brian Riedel, a budget analyst of the Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank, to say they were at least a right-wing extremist group. It says mm-hmm. they're worse than the Democrats they replaced. How do you like that? Wow. So all of these people whose whole, the, the big thing, one of their big things over the years, besides hating fags and Jews, has been, uh, you know, fiscal restraint and that the Democrats right. are the big spenders and all this other crap. Tax and spend, tax and spend. Right. Not anymore. Uh, polls say Massachusetts Senator John Kerry's in front, but now we actually have some votes to count. You ready? 31 votes. Okay. Guess who's leading? I already told you. Yeah. General Clark <laughs> is in the lead. We've got the votes from the tiny towns of Dixville Notch and Hart's Location, New Hampshire, where midnight voting is their tradition. They open up the polls there at midnight, and a bunch of stragglers come in. Drunks. It's not like anywhere else in the nation, not really. It says in Dixville Notch, each of the 23 registered voters has his or her own voting booth, and extravagance <laughs> the town doesn't mind as it hangs on to its status for 40 years of being the first in the nation to report primary results. Isn't that exciting? All right. Well, what else are they going to do? they got to do something. God. <laughs> Clark was the only one of the major candidates to visit Dixville Notch and Hart's location, both known for their own take on things, and obviously paid big dividends because the results from both towns early they show 14 votes for General Clark, 8 for John Kerry, 4 for uh, Governor Howard Dean, 4 for uh, Senator Edwards, and 1 for Connecticut Senator Jew Lieberman. He's off to a slow start, uh, as expected. He's only got one. 
<coughs> so there, your first tabulation that is pretty damn exciting. The polls there, though, stay open till eight o'clock tonight. Now, what are they? What's the deal? Are they going to do the exit polling or what? You know they're gonna. No, I don't. I don't mean that. But are they going to report it earlier? Or are they going to let oh, it have the suspense kicking in? I don't know. Because I have a feeling at like five seconds past eight, they're going to come on breathlessly and they're going, oh, but a beep, but a boop, and here's uh, how it came out. I think there's a few people paying attention. Howard Dean, by the way, is pissed off. <laughs> Lashes out at a cyber smear campaign, or what he calls it. Anyway, says the New York Post today. Former Governor Howard Dean charged yesterday that unnamed opponents had unleashed a war of dirty tricks to try to stop him, including a forged anti-gay email. <laughs> Dean Aides released 18 pages of documents they said proved an organized attempt to discredit the ex-Vermont governor and turn off his supporters the day before the primary vote here. Dean refused to say who he thought was behind the smear. It's really unfortunate to have these kinds of politics, but I don't know at this point where it's coming from. He said, the dirty tricks include a bogus email that appears as if it were from Joe Trippi, who's Dean's campaign manager. The email encourages people to apply for an internship with the campaign, but warns that gays should not apply. How do you like that? He says, I think the campaigns that are doing it ought to stop. Kerry spokeswoman Stephanie Cutter denied that the Kerry campaign was involved. These are the same rumors that Howard Dean and his campaign spread before Iowa, she said, that somebody was trying to smear them, you know? <laughs> Didn't work. Didn't work in Iowa. So anyway, let's get to this facts, shall we? Okay. This probably won't take more than two, three hours. First, how's that first poll coming along? Something to really think about, even though most of you won't, because it's much more comfortable to sit back and accept all the brainwashing from your youth. Just like Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Oh, yeah, that makes me more comfortable. Neil makes me uncomfortable when he talks about this crap. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, how the hell can you expect to change anything in the world? Not that this show is going to do it. We're here, by the way, for entertainment purposes only, please, for this person, uh, this unnamed person whose facts I'm going to get to. But, I mean, Jesus, uh, use your brain a little bit once in a while, can you? No. 134 votes. If we find real evidence of life on Mars, past or present, it'll prove that all religions are man-made bull Schmidt, 55. That's 41% out of 134. 41%. That we don't know Schmidt, 35. So between those two, you got like 67%, two-thirds. It'll prove nothing, 16. That scientists are the tools of the devil, 15. 11%. Maybe they're just having a good time. Uh, God gets around, 11. And why the hell not? Maybe he's tired of us. And Luke Skywalker's alive and well on the red planet, a pair. A pair for Luke. A pair of beautiful uh, sixth-generation Corvettes. You going to get one? Oh, yeah. I'm not. Anyway, here's the facts. With all due respect, and, I and I'm not going to read this whole thing. It's too long. And I sincerely mean that, even though I didn't sign this fax. Uh, it's not trite. I think you have the Howard Dean thing all wrong. <laughs> I see you as a radio savant as opposed to idiot savant. But you're not analyzing the Dean thing correctly. I think George agrees with me. See, they always have to, like, stick you in there. It's kind of like uh, a buffer. Don't put right? me in there. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't really care whether George agrees with you or not. Or with me or anybody else. He's entitled to his opinion. The least electable of the four finalists is one John Kerry, not Howard Dean, who I'm pretty sure is the most electable. Well, I'm delighted that this unnamed faxer is, uh, is most sure. Doesn't that make you feel better? Oh, uh, sure. Why not? Allow me to explain. John Kerry is the traditional old-style Northeastern liberal. I love that word, but, uh, you know, it doesn't play right now because it's been savage that they love to run against. Yeah, like John Kennedy. They're going to say he's too aloof. He's uh, so boring. He's so French-looking. And what about that hair? He's far more susceptible uh, to the mighty Wurlitzer. Whatever the hell that, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, it goes on and goes on about Dean gave a tremendous speech, and he saw him on C-SPAN Saturday night, and the first time I ever saw him other than the soundbite, I was jumping out of my chair. He delivered in strong, measured tones, no shouting, no screaming, <laughs> and the crowd was going nuts. And it wasn't just his crowd. He was speaking at a Democratic dinner. You know, this is all well and good. 
this is all well and good, but that doesn't make him electable. The fact that somebody gets you all fired up and uh, whipped up into a frenzy, doesn't. Uh, Michael Moore could do the same. I love Michael Moore. I don't, I don't dislike Howard Dean. I don't think he's even close to being electable. Anyway, it goes on, and here's what I love. It says, here's where I'm going to get in trouble with you, and you're right. You, who hate the modern media so much, fall right in line with their way of thinking instead of sticking it up their ass. Why his speech was outrageous? That's what it says. Why his speech was outrageous? How can we trust this man with his finger on the button? Give me an effing break. A few can break. It was a goddamn pep rally. I'm going to give you a website you can go to so you can watch it in real time. Like I need to see it again. And then he writes on the side of the page. He adds on to this. I feel like I'm listening to Rush or O'Reilly or Tim Russert or Wolf Blitzkrieg, not Neil God. Neil God. As if, as if somehow I can Ooh. be pigeonholed or cornholed into a position just because of the fact that I'm to the left of Attila the Hun and I'm totally in, hysterically opposed to these Nazis that have taken over the country by hook and by crook. Uh, you know, so therefore I'm predictable. I don't want to be predictable. I want to give you the opinions the way I see it. Not because, see, this is why that old-fashioned talk radio went down the tubes, went down a crapper. Because, number one, it's boring, and number two, it's so predictable, you know? Just like that contrived controversy with Mr. Ego, the left against the right, the right against the left, you know? It's, it's boring. And if you're not thinking enough of a person to be able to analyze things individually on their own merit, then you shouldn't be sending me unsigned faxes in the first place, whoever the hell you are. But thank you so much for your unsolicited advice, and it's in the circular file already. Thank you. He ain't electable, okay? That's my opinion. I could be wrong, and if he wins the nomination, I sure hope I'm wrong, and I'll vote for him 30, 40 times. About 30, man! 40, 50 times. But I don't think he can win it. I mean, he, you see, when you give the opposition, whether it's your own party or in November, when you give the opposition enough uh, rope to hang you 45 times, it's probably not a very good idea. Catch my drift? No, what are you saying? I'll uh, catch, you catch it. I'll swing it in your direction. 20 to 11 at 560 QAM. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. If you're taking your vacation in the Middle East this summer, don't miss the new Iranian amusement park, Six Turbans Over Tehran. At Six Turbans, you can go on a full-scale Iraq attack, suffer through a skyjack, or ride the Ayatollah, the 200-mile-an-hour roller coaster that changes directions for no apparent reason. Test your terrorism skills on the midway. Blow up an actual bus full of people at Grenade Lob. Visit the flagellation station and whack yourself on the head 12 times for just a buck. Then tap your toes to the tunes of third world country music's biggest stars like Komini Pearl. And save your appetite for the smoked salmon rusty. Try it on a bagel. Get ready for 444 days of thrills and kills. Visit six turbans over Tehran. It'll scare the Shiite out of you. Amen. 10.45, we're going to change the poll at 11 o'clock. I think we're going to get enough, uh, we'll have the data that we need from this first one in the okay. first hour. I, don't you think? Sure, why not? I mean, it's not like uh, they're really going to think about this very much, are they? No. No, no because certainly nobody in, nobody in the media is going to present this question and make them, uh, the public I, ponder this. You're funny. I mean, that would be bad. That would be like uh, just Honest unacceptable. And bold and brave. And some of the sponsors might get pissed off and cancel because you can't challenge God. You can't cha challenge mainstream religion. Now, the schmata wearing, uh, well, I don't want to get into it. See, it's all about headgear, like I told you before. Yeah. The battle of the headgear. 182 votes. If we find evidence of life on Mars, past or present, it'll prove that all religions are man-made bullshit. 71, 39%. Oh, there's the Lionel Tate. He's out. Look out now. That we don't know Schmidt, 45. 
Nothing. It'll prove nothing. Twenty-nine. Well, I mean, how can you? I mean, I put that on there because I knew some people would believe that. Maybe that's their way of making themselves feel more comfortable. Well, what does that prove? Maybe, maybe there's a separate God for Mars. Yeah. Right. Well, or maybe there's a separate Bible for Mars. Right. Well, what's that pitch? Maybe I like that better. I mean, don't we have the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night? Right. God gets around seventeen. Scientists are the tools of the devil, uh, 17, who are very, and those people who say that are very concerned about those tools, especially other people's tools. They're devilish. And Luke Skywalker is still alive on a red planet, three out of 182 votes. So 11 o'clock will change, and we'll do what we do on, uh, primary day. Now, the Florida primary is not till March 9th, the presidential preference primary, the sexual preference primary, on March 9th. So we got a long way to go. We can have a lot of fun between now and then. No. Getting people all bent out of shape, like that faxer, anonymous. What's your choice in New Hampshire's primary today? Who are you yanking it for, okay? Dean, Kerry, Edwards, Clark, Kucinich, Lieberman, Sharpton. I don't care I'm for Bush or I don't care it's all Bullschmidt. I think I covered all the bases there very nicely, right? Is it, did I leave anything out? Uh, Lyndon LaRouche. Lyndon Johnson? Got them all in there. Dean, Kerry, Edwards, Clark, Kucinich, Lieberman, Sharpton. You know, they, they talked to one of the uh, New Hampshire people. How many people in New Hampshire? About 30, man. They talked to one on the street yesterday, and the guy uh, said, you know, he said, I really love Kucinich, and I think he's by far and away the best candidate and makes the most sense, and he says all the things I agree with. And they said, are you going to vote for him? And they said, no, he hasn't got any chance to win. And that, that, that sums him up very well. He didn't mention the bad hairpiece. I think he was trying to be kind. Only bastards like me and you talk about right. bad hair pieces. Absolutely. Or good ones. Let's see. Here you go. Here's a fact that says, Signs of the Times is, if pro is the opposite of con, then what is the opposite of progress? Congress. Uh, a couple of these are cute. Wow. Why did you fax this to me? A couple are cute. <clears throat> Beauty is only a light switch away. That's what uh, Sophia Coppola says, and also uh, Judy Dean, Dr. Judy Dean, <laughs> says that. She has a shame to point them. Fighting? No, she does not. Fighting for peace is if, like, see, this isn't even written right in your facts. is like screwing for virginity. That's not bad. If voting could really change things, it would be illegal. And my personal favorite says this faxer, a woman's rule of thumb, if, if it has tires or testicles, you're going to have trouble with it. That's kind of cute. <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. It's been so many years since we had any of those good religions call in and explain to us about how um, all these ignorant people wrote that crap that the Jews and the Christians based their whole lives on and are killing each other over every day. I don't I don't see anybody calling in to explain it to me. Five six seven oh five sixty because we're not building a list, you see, in either one of these polls. So I got a whole stack full of stuff here today. Ooh. It might be one of those reading days, you know, because my voice is back. For some strange reason, yesterday and today, the first 15, 20 minutes, I got—I guess all that phlegm is like coming out. Yeah. Like puking it out. I go through a big shower purge every morning when I'm feeling like this. What does that mean? Like, like that's I, I make it a concerted effort to get all the phlegm out while I'm in there with a hot, I mean, steamy shower. Well, I hate to break the news to you, but like my mother would say, sometimes it doesn't all come out oh, when you no, wish it would. Oh, no, I know, See? I know. It doesn't, it doesn't work on command. Hacking all day long sometimes. WQAM. Uh, yes, uh... This is uh, Neil Rogers on the air, right? Yes. Oh, all right. I don't want to talk to him anything, but I just wanted to explain to him the title, 51 grams. Yes. That's the amount of weight. 21, more. no, 21 grams. What is it? Is it 51? Or what is it? 21. 21. It's the amount of uh, weight lost at the time of death. That's what it means. Oh, is that what that's about? That's the loss of body weight at the moment of death. Well, now we know. Thanks. Okay, hon. Have a great day. You too. Hon. How do you like that? I had no Was idea. that Attila the 
Huh? 5670560. Well, no, now we know what that was because it was kind of a strange name. The right. amount of weight lost at the time of death. Is that because how, you how many ounces? About 30, man. God. Oh, Judge challenges the Patriot Act. You saw that, I'm sure. No. Did not see that? No. Tell well, us all about it. news. Besides those three more dead American soldiers in Iraq that nobody wants to talk about. See, this, I, I, I don't want to get maudlin here because we're an entertainment show and we're supposed to be yucking it up, but I don't, I don't get you people. I don't understand how many, what is the, is there a magic number that we have to reach before the public uh, starts saying, you know, uh, this is starting to piss me off a little bit, you know? It, it's starting to frost my ass. Get it's like a off. human sacrifice. One at a time, just like in Vietnam. And one now the media is so blase about, well, three more here and then over the weekend, five over there and two or three over here and, uh, and it's just like we accept this crap, like this makes some sense, like there's some... And then they're talking about, well, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Even David Kay said this, uh, in his, who's now backtracking, because he doesn't want a bullet in the head. Even David Kay said the other day that it wouldn't surprise him at all if there's a wild civil war in Iraq before this is all over. No, you see Because there's coming. massive unrest. You've got all these crazy religious sects, and it may just be that democracy ain't going to work over there. You catch my drift? Oh, Not no. that we really want democracy anyway, but it sounds good. Anyway... A federal judge has declared unconstitutional a portion of the USA Patriot Act that bars giving expert advice or assistance to groups designated foreign terrorist organizations. He said the only person who can call himself a member of an organization is a hockey player. The ruling marks the first court decision to declare a part of the post-9-11 anti-terrorism statute unconstitutional, said David Cole, a Georgetown University law professor, who argued the case on behalf of the Humanitarian Law Project. In a ruling handed down late Friday, made available yesterday, U.S. District Judge Audrey Collins said the ban on providing expert advice or assistance is impermissibly vague in violation of the First and Fifth Amendments. The ruling is a setback for the government, but it's a problem that Congress can fix by simply revising the Patriot Act to make more clear what is permissible expert advice and what is not. And truthfully, this is precisely the sort of problem should have been flagged by the lawyers before the act was passed and signed into law, said CBS News legal analyst Andrew Cohen, good Jewish boy. Oi! John Tyler. Oh, remember him? Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too? Sure. I voted for him. And the Justice Department attorney argued the case had no comment, referred cause to the department press office in Washington. So there you go. So at least they're starting to like a uh, little, little tiny bits, a little bit here, a little bit there. As we try desperately to hang on to a little bit of democracy here, but I thought most of it were exporting to Iraq. That's why we can't have it in both places at the same time, can you? No. See, that's the problem. <laughs> Whose turn is it to have it? Shouldn't we put that on the, uh, on the poll? At least on a ballot, when you go to the vote this uh, November in the presidential election. Should we keep democracy in America or what's left of it, or should we export all of it to Iraq? You can't have both. If we find real evidence of life on Mars past or present, it'll prove 213 votes. 83 of you say that all religions are man-made bullshit, 38.9%, which, of course, is the correct answer. That we don't know Schmidt, 53. It'll prove nothing, 37. That God gets around 19. I wonder if God drives a Corvette, you think? I guess God drives whatever he wants to on whatever day he feels like it, right? Cadillac, I would imagine. A big Eldorado? Right. How big? A big Seville. How a about galaxy. one of the big yellow Seville's like that pimp mobile that Stanley yeah, Cohen man. used to drive at W-I-N-Z? P-Green. Scientists are the tools of the devil. 18, 8.1% of you say that. And Luke Skywalker is alive on a red planet, say four out of 221 vote. WQAM, Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to talk about the Mel Gibson issue. It's, a Mel jo it's a Reverend Jones. The, mo the movie? It's Reverend Jones. You know that mm -hmm. uh, Reverend Jews, Jones. Uh, yes. Jones? Reverend Jones. Reverend Jones. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. There's not one call on the board because <laughs> we're not building a list. That's okay. I like hearing from Reverend Jones, even though you hate him like poison. 
He amuses me on occasion. Like today, he was good. Wasn't he? No. Why do you say that? You're, you're a hard-ass man. You're a right. guava-eating, guava-loving, hard-ass spick. What's your point? Wouldn't surprise me if you eloped with the body of Celia Cruz. Oh, man. I mean, what could you do to her worse than what you've already done to poor Celia? I could think of some things. Hey, Celia, I'd like to Celia. In a box. <laughs> In a cryptic fashion. What was that? Oh, my God. Can you still hear me? Yeah. That was a scary sounding pop. Wow, the uh, power, I think I think we got problems. Uh -oh. You want to know why? Because the backup power just came on. Although everything else is on, but my TV went out. I think the cable went out. Now, let me just see. Let me see if my cable's going to come back on. My TV is on, which I guess must be playing that. I think we got Cirrus, baby. Oh, so great. you better get prepared to do the rest of it, because this only lasts a half an hour. Oh, how can that be? Because my lights are on. What what just happened there? I guess a glitch. You hear that beeping? I hear beeping, right. So I guess the deal is everything else is plugged in the auxiliary power, as they say. Right. But not this lamp. This lamp can't possibly be. Are the other light? Oh, the other lights are in here off. So evidently we're having like a power failure here in T.O.? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Talk so out. that means like in about 25 minutes it's going to be bye, bye, bye. Won't that be great? No. Hey, you're going to get George today, folks. All, All right. right. You hear, you hear the beeping? Yeah, I do. Can you hear it in the background? I love that. That's like the sign from the Red Planet. I think that's what it's coming in from. So keep a, keep your eye on the uh, on the uh, clock on the wall. Okay. Because I would say about like 10, uh, 20, maybe 10, 25. That's when I'm going to lose uh, power here. Because this is only a half hour backup thing. And then it's going to be out. And at that point, you'll be uh, having a great time. Great. But hey, listen, almost half the show. That wouldn't be too bad, right? Play some music. Then I can go uh, have some nice tea, nice cup of tea, relax, sit back, listen to you uh, struggling through the show. I mean, uh -huh. having a good time. You got the second pull. That's going to go up there in a minute anyway. What more? What's not to like? Uh, we'll scrap it and build something. That was amazing, the way that just all went out like that. Just uh... How come this lamp, though, is still on? There's one lamp that's on, and it's not plugged in the... Uh... I don't get that. Maybe the power is actually back on. No, it's not. I hate to break the news to you. I know that sounds like wishful thinking on your part. But yeah. the, see, as long as that thing keeps beeping, that means that the emergency power is on the backup supply. And that means not you're necessarily. screwed. Trust me, necessarily. 10.56 right. at QAM. We're out of business. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? And now, a word from Howard Dean's wife. Hi. Hello there. I'm Dr. Judith Steinberg, wife of presidential candidate Howard Dean. You can call me Judy. Not Judge Judy. That's a different miskite. People want to know why I'm hardly ever on campaign trail with Howie. Hey, did you get a good look at me in Iowa? I scared the crap out of myself. I make Frau Fabis and I look like a Shana Poonam. <laughs> Stop me if I'm bombarding you with too much Yiddish, huh? Anyway, Howie says after I showed up, his numbers drop it. Know what I say? That's a bunch of Mishagas. For those of you who don't capish the Yiddish, that means crap. Howie's a good guy, though he's what you might call a loose cannon. He's got a pretty bad temper on him. I remember one time, one of our kids left a cap off of the toothpaste. I thought he was going to blow a gasket. The veins popped out in his head, and that white spit strings were going in the corners of his mouth. He went my sugar. I spent 23 years with this Shagitz. Most of the time, he's a mensch. But on occasion, 
I hate him. I think my husband Howie would make for a very good president. One of the things I'm a little P.O.'d about is that Howie doesn't let us have a TV. I want to watch Sex in the City. I get to schlep down to campaign headquarters or to the Kroger's to watch on some tiny black and white set. I have never seen any program in color, so I'm no Jackie Kennedy. Hell, if you look at me, I'm no Ted Kennedy. I don't wear makeup. I'm like a whisker away from being Amish. Don't expect to see much more of me during the campaign. The only reason I'm addressing you today is because I was able to chew through my restraints. Anyway, gazagazunt. That's Yiddish for Dr. Judith Steinberg. Over and out. Paid for by the committee to elect John Kerry president. Okay, 1101. I better talk fast, huh? <laughs> because at about 1120, it's going to be bye-bye. Unless the power comes back on. Now, this could be a bullet, and we could be breaking the news all across America right now. What's that? You want to know why? Why? Remember last August? Yeah. When the power went out all over the Northeast, including here? Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, guess what? I'm looking out my window. Is the traffic light working? No. No. I'm looking uh -oh. at the buildings across the street. Uh, any uh, signs on? No. Any electricity over there? No. This could be another massive power blackout in the whole Northeast. I'm just, uh, maybe not. Maybe just here in Toronto. I don't know. It's the winter. Because there are massive storms. we got snow up the ass here in New York. They're expecting 10 to 12 inches and some snow tonight, too. So this could be another, like, uh, who knows? I don't want to get people nervous or anything like that. The only problem with that is, boy, is this going to be boring or what? I might have to have two big pots of pasta today. You know what I mean? Because there's no TV. Right. Can't yeah, watch my... Oh, today was going to be the day I was going to watch South Park the movie. Ah, uh, damn it. Damn it! Let me ask you a question. Yes? Do you have non-electric heat? Backup kind of a thing? Yes. A, like a kerosene thing or something? The heat will not go off here. All right. They have, like, uh, generators in my building. I see. So there's, like, lights in the hall that stay on, like, but not inside the apartments. But the heat will stay on in the building. You're going to freeze. I'm not. No, I'm not going to freeze. Don't you understand? they got generators, thank the Lord. Okay? Thank God. Oh, God. Right. The Lord is looking over my ass, and he not, doesn't like what he sees either. It's not a pretty sight. So what uh, Josh will have to do is, like, if when, when we will go off. I mean, it's not a question of if, it's just a question of when. Yeah. Because this thing only lasts about a half an hour. Uh, hell, I just have to keep it in queue, and if by some miracle the power comes back on, we'll keep I'll come on, rushing on. in here and say, hey, guess what, here I am, and then you can either give it back to me, or if you're having such a good time, you can continue <laughs> yeah. it. What? We'll keep the well, power on. This is, has this ever happened before? No. No. But now, could you actually hear when there were like uh, when a giant sucking sound when the power went out? It was a big uh, pop sound. Yeah, a big like, yeah. just like that. Yeah. And you hear the sirens out there now? Oh, look at that! No. There's a red flash and lights, pretty red lights, and everybody is peeing in their pants. Now maybe, just maybe, there was an accident. You see what I'm saying? And maybe, maybe somebody like knocked down some power lines. You think that's plausible? Uh, no. no, no. Yeah, let's fantasize. It's possible, because I mean the snow, the snow and ice, and it's nasty and brutal and things like that. But on the other hand, it could be another one of them brownouts. Uh -oh. oh, no. <coughs> well, we better take a couple of calls here real quick before we lose the power. WQAM, hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Oh, hey, please don't go anywhere. We hate George like poison. Do you? It's How about if I do the rest of the show on the phone? How would that be? Oh, that would be awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, give it some consideration, sir. <laughs> I got my cell phone. Yeah. How would that be? That. that would sound terrible, wouldn't it? No. Should we try it? Go for it. How about if I call... Let me... Uh, during the break, what I'm going to do, because we'll still be on after this next break, what I'll do is go in the other room and grab my cell phone, and then I'll call on a bat line, and then you can punch it up. All right. And we can confabulate on a bat line. Sounds fun. Well, no, I, we don't know if it sounds fine or not. Panel wants extension on report.
I just want to get some of these things in here because, uh, you know, I'm going to be gone. Oh, I sure hope it's not one of those 24-hour or 48-hour brownouts and blackouts. I don't want to be doing that. Especially, I mean, in this weather, right. at least August, you can go walking outside, walking, milling around, seeing all the people, uh, you know, nobody getting frantic here or anything like that. But yeah. now, I mean, you don't bored. want to go outside with the electric on. It's bad. I think it's an act of God myself. Dude, yes, God. he's pissed off at that first question on our pool. Here's the second one now. Who's your choice in the New Hampshire primary today? It's very, very important, isn't it? 22 yeah. votes. I don't care. It's all bullshit. Seven. There you go. It's all bullshit. Kerry, six. I don't care. I'm for Bush, three. Kucinich, two. Clark, two. Edwards, one. Dean, one. Lieberman, none in Sharpton. Now, how is that possible? You think the Dean people have left me? Is that what it is? I don't know. I, I think that could be. I think the Dean supporters have gotten pissed off at me now because I've been playing that stuff. And, of course, everybody else has been playing it, too. And they just abandoned my ass. Oh, gee, you're not being fair to Dr. Dean. I, I don't know, because how could he have only won out of the first 22 votes? Unless unless the audience agrees with me, George, that maybe he just is unelectable at this point. And why waste the time, you know? We like oh, him a lot. The audience but... will agree with you no matter what. That, now, that's not music. true. That is not true. That's bullcrap. Like on the movies, Magnolia got eight eight votes. Right, music and movies, they know your taste is crazy. No, that, that's not true. But other than that, they'll agree music, with Music, yes, say. movies, no. Thank God for this one little clock over here. And I guess I got my watch. Oh, my watch went out. Uh-oh. <laughs> WQM, hello. Yes, I have an idea for a future poll. Yes, sir. It's a yes or no answer. Okay. Do you happen to have an extra horrendous horror story to share about Primerica Financial Services? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. That may have been the best call of the year. Still January, though. Uh, that was cool. Well, obviously, the guy's pissed off and fired yeah. up, right? Well, good for him. No, nice shot, have, pal. I Keep it up. BS. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. Wish the lights would come back on, though. No, well, I was going to thank you, man, because um, there's something that people don't notice, man, is that uh, you're a hell of an American because you, you always bring uh, the politics of, of what's going on. And you're always mentioning our troops, which uh, which people don't do that. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I guess most people figure the troops are disposable or something. I don't know, dispensable, whatever. Oh, it's so sad, you know, because the the truth is, you know, that there you turn to your left. Cause I was in the military. You turn to your left, and the guy's just as funny as you are, you know. And then you turn to the right, the the, the guy's just, you know, a better friend. And then to to know these people are going down and. And, you know, Bush won't even uh, uh, stick his head on a camera and, you know, and say, yeah, uh, so-and-so died. It's so sad, you know. Tragic. He won't even go to the funerals. Well, take care. Okay, you too, Pally. Well, there's somebody, a uh, military guy, which we thank him for his service. And, you know, see, the Bushmeister plays the good game. He plays amateur a soldier, even though, of course, he was AWOL. But the fact of the matter is that he doesn't give a flying crap. That's why the veterans' benefits are being cut and veterans mm -hmm. who are coming back alive. And I wouldn't want to say one piece, but most of one piece from Iraq, they're having a hell of a time, uh, you know, collecting their benefits because this government wants to screw over all the veterans, everybody. Just use you. Use you, abuse you, and then discard you. So that the Bechtel people and all his other good friends in big business, Halliburton and all these folks, can make the big billions of dollars. That's why the whole Mars thing is going down. Because, number one, it looks very presidential. looks like we've got that vision thing that his father liked, you know. He didn't have that vision thing. Who's your choice in New Hampshire's primary today? Here we go. Now we're off to uh, the races. 48 votes. Kerry, 15. I don't care. Uh, it's all Bullschmidt, 10. I don't care. I'm for Bush, 6. Kucinich, 4. Clark, 4. Dean. Oh, it just changed again. Damn it. Don't you hate that? 
78 it. votes. Kerry, 24. I don't care. It's all Bullshit 13. Dean, 12. See, the Dean people are coming in now. I don't care. I'm for Bush, 9. Clark, 6. Edward, 6. Sharpton, 4. Krasinich, 4. And Jew Lieberman has got... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love it! None! Boy, talk about a Shane Punham. He sure don't have one. He's just a clown. <laughs> he could he's, be, he could be Bozo the Clown. Just put a little red nose on him. Can't you picture that? I'm picturing it now. A whining clown. An independent commission investigating the 9-11 attacks say it can't finish its final report before late July, putting it at odds with House leaders who oppose a delay that would push the report's release closer to the November election. The 10-member... Oh, boy, I mean, you talk about playing politics with Americans' lives and with lives of people all over the world. This, this is such a disgrace, man. You Bush people, you ought to, like, hide your heads in... You ought to go into that spider hole where Sodom was hiding. The 10-member bipartisan National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the U.S. agreed yesterday to request an extension from Congress of at least two months past the May 27 deadline, even though the Bush administration and congressional leaders suggested a delay was unlikely. Now, why should there be any deadline on this, right? Right. I mean, if we really, if our goal really is to get to the bottom of the matter and get and find the facts and the truth and get it to the American public and the rest of the world, uh, why should there be any deadline on something of this earth-shaking importance? Should there be a deadline? No. no. Shut up. God damn it. Yeah, that's right. Making too much sense now. Well, this is. Uh, let me say it again. We got about ten minutes to go, and I'll, I'll try the thing with the phone during the break. Shall I do that? Yeah. We'll give it a shot. Ten minutes after 11 at 560 WQM, it's the last mortgage you'll ever need. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. You pay zero closing costs, zero application fee, zero credit bureau fee, zero discounted points. Get yourself the new low interest rate of just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, you pay only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance or get you a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. So call toll-free to get all the facts on this. Call 1-800-940-LEND. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move to your next property without any further cost or expense. You can't beat it. You pay zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even when you move to another property. Get the new low financing rate of just 1.25%, the only one mortgage from Financial Group. For details, call 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-LEND and never pay closing costs again. Financial Group, 1-800-940-LEND, or an equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rate subject to change monthly, 4.21 APR. Live, live, and local. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. Do you have a green card? No. Do you have working papers? No. Do you have a visa? No. Driver's license? No. Social security card? No. Library card? No. Speed pass? No. Easy pass? No. Birth certificate? No. MasterCard? No. Amex? No. Miners Club? No. Do you own a pair of gloves? See. A hat? See. A rake? See. Edge trimmer? See. Edge trimmer? See. Gas-powered leaf blower? See. Lawnmower? See. Then we can help. See? See? We're the United States government, and we don't care if you're here illegally, because we want you to work 17-hour days for virtually no pay, while lazy Americans lay on the couch and collect welfare. It's the American dream. I love to work hard for no money and live in the box under the bridge. Paid for by the committee to re-elect George Bush. Okay, let me ask you this. Did you um pick up the phone? I didn't. Did Josh pick up the phone? It said it didn't ring. Didn't ring. Oh. It didn't ring? Nope. The bat line did not ring. Okay, maybe you have the wrong again. number, huh? Do you even well, maybe you better fax me the number I should be calling. I don't want to put it on the air. Then everybody not. else will be calling the bat line. It's three zero five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll fax it. Oh, I know what it is. I'm, I'm down on the wrong number. 
Well, maybe that's intentional. Maybe I don't want to do the rest of the show on the phone. I know huh? you don't want to do the rest of the show on the phone. Uh, uh, that's it. I was down on one. Well, one digit shouldn't make any difference, should it? Well, no. Shouldn't, but it does. Okay, should be ring in any second, then we'll give it a try. See, I just figured out, I'm a genius, that if I would plug I my TV into, like, the uh, power supply power, yeah, that then I could see what the hell is going on. But I don't have it plugged in. That's, that's why I knew everything went out was when the TV went out. QAM, Neil Rogers Show. Oh, oh there, there you, you go. go. All right. Now, how, how does, does that, that sound? sound? Double, double, double the pleasure. The huh? It, it sounds better with the mic on, doesn't it? Yeah. And how about now? Now it doesn't. Doesn't sound good? No, it doesn't sound like you have the mic on, but it works. I don't. I turned it off. Right. Well, we don't want to do the rest of the show like this. There's a little bit of an echo, echo, echo. Is there a good echo? Yeah, it's a good echo. Echo? Hello? Those bad echoes. Come and save us. Us, us, us. Okay, okay well, well, I'll just I'll just put that down. Yeah, I'll just hang it up. Get that, yeah, hang it up. <laughs> well, I'll put it on hold. Ah, damn it, too late. Idiot, well, asshole. If, if and uh, when the power should go out. Uh, well, no, not if. Really? It's Is not a question. What do you mean, really? Why are you asking me that? Do you think the power came back on? Oh, you're a dumb <laughs> well, you joker. are a real comedian, man. Don't you think I would have told you? you of course, you'll stories. never know. <laughs> right. Guess what, folks? I this know. could be a great scam for future notice. Oh, I can't uh, do the rest of the show, folks. The uh, power just went out. I wouldn't do that, though, because what else am I going to do? It's right. going to be I'm boring as hell. my chicken. Go back to sleep. I'm looking on the uh, Toronto Star website here. I don't see anything on there yet. What should I be looking on? Like on the AP wire? Now, turn on the CNN. Are they saying anything yeah, about no, a power outage? Not. Looking at the crawl. No, 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 no. Really? No. So maybe it's just like a neighborhood thing. Maybe there's like a telephone line down or something like that. And maybe in just a matter of minutes it'll be back on. Maybe you it's think? just in the no. building. No, no chance. I'm telling you, there's the... So in other words, my building is controlling the traffic lights outside? Maybe. And all the uh, buildings across the street? I don't know how you do it in Toronto. Trust me. WQM, Hello. Hello, how you doing? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Come on there. It sounds just like you to me. All right. Hey, I was just uh, listening to uh, this other station. They were saying that uh, Giuliani is going to be on the ticket instead of Cheney. Yeah. I think that's pretty crazy, but I want to see your take on it. So. I think uh, it makes absolutely no difference. I think it just would be a desperate attempt to um, to, to salvage a dying ship. What, what's Rudy Giuliani got to do with anything? Other than, in fact, uh, you know, what, what, why do people outside of New York really care about Rudy Giuliani? Well, in addition I don't know. to which, Bush isn't going to win New York anyway. So, so how is that going to change anything? Beats me. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for the good news, Pally. All right. Let's... And have a great day. You care about that, Rudy Giuliani? No. No. no we don't care. But thanks for the info. <laughs> what's, who's your choice in the New Hampshire primary today? We got 125 votes, which is a lot more than Dixville Notch. Carry 37. Uh, if that thing would stop, I think the fact it's beeping frantically like that now. Yeah. Are you there? I'm here. I was taking a swig. Oh, don't do that. Don't, don't, because uh, it's going to be any minute now. The fact that it's beeping like that frantically means it's uh, on a way out. That power supply. Isn't that the way that thing works? I think that's how it works. So any second you're going to hear <laughs> like that. <laughs> Just like that. 125 votes. Carry 37. Dean, 17. I don't care it's all Bullschmidt, 16. I don't care I'm for Bush, 15. Edwards, 15. Clark, 11. Kucinich, 8. Damn it. Uh, Sharpton, 6. And Lieberman, still out of 132 votes, has got the big... Oh! Nobody in this audience. I guess the Orthodox Jews hate us. They hate me like poison. Too bad. Coxlehoys. <coughs> now, you do know how I'm going to know when this thing is finished? How are you going to know when that thing's finished? Because the lights are going to go out, the computers are going to go dark, and everything is right. going to be... I'm going to be sitting in the dark. 
Yeah. Looking out the window. I see some lights. Uh-oh. The only problem is they're on cars. <laughs> and there it goes. Just like that. So what do we do now, Josh? I don't know. What do we do? Keep the pot on, though. Keep the pot hot. See, the the timing's perfect. Our lunch just showed up. Here we were starving the whole day long. Like we got in here starving. Normally you bring in your uh, Egg McNuffin or something. Something. And uh, nothing today. We spent the whole earlier part of the show. This is what's going on off the air. The audience loves the off the air stuff. We, calling everyone in the building, finally found Scott. Good old uh, faithful Scott. And... Got our food just in time for the power to go out. So just in time to take one mouthful of a, a chicken strip from KFC across the street, uh, just in time for the power to go out. So this is great. Look, we got Neil on the hotline. QM, Neil Rogers Show. This could be more fun than we've ever had. <laughs> but you you can't play any drops, though. What do you mean by that? Oh. I, can't, I can't do anything. Right, but you can talk. Everything, I'm sitting in the dark. And re- <laughs> Well, walk over but to the window so you can read. No, I, I'm, it's, I got enough light in here. I can see my watch. That's the only clock I got. It's 11:21, right? Yeah, yeah, right on. But I can't see the pool. No, I, I got my that. spots. You don't think I should do the spots on the phone like this, do you? Oh, yeah, absolutely better. Would it be better? You have to. We don't have anything I, ready. Well, right. what do you mean by that? You don't have anything ready? Well, well I'll do we got the old, spots. Old out of date stuff. And I got enough light coming through the window. This is eerie, man. This is really eerie. Yeah. I'm sitting in the absolute dark. There's enough light coming in just barely because it's a real murky, cloudy day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can read this crap I got in front of me. That's I can't funny. take any calls, although you can right. punch them up there. Right. But right. I'm not going to be able to hear them, am I? Of course you can. I can. Well, let's do it. Let's do a spearmint. I, I got you locked. Yeah, but, on. but if you punch up another line, I don't know me? how to do this. I'm techno boy, man. Well, excuse me. I got you locked on. Hang on. Ready? Here we go. QAM. QAM. Hello? Uh, hello! Hey! Hey, Jackass! See there? That's me! <laughs> that was good. So see, well, this is going to be the we best show off. ever today. Unfortunately, you know, <laughs> we have only one uh, volume pot, so if the caller is hot or not, uh, what we hear is what we, we got. We don't care. Right. We don't care. I know, we don't care. <laughs> Do you care? No. I don't either. <laughs> this is hysterical. Though. Who's this chronic call, man? Oh, it's... Uh, I beg your Neil. pardon? <laughs> feels like I hear this voice all the time on the show. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. You, you're breaking up. That's because my... And what's going to happen when my cell phone dies? Although it is fully charged, you'll be pleased to know that. How long will it last fully charged? A uh, couple hours, maybe at least. <laughs> It'll last two hours and 37 minutes. Yeah. Well, or else. I got a better idea. Wait yeah. a minute. What? Uh, just a second. This will work out better. Let me uh, go in the other room in my living room. Okay. Right? And call you on a real phone. Oh, yeah. That ought to work. Wouldn't that it's sound not, better? You don't have some, huh? like, wireless phone that needs to be plugged in or anything, do you? No. Regular, uh, good old-fashioned phone? Just because the electric goes out doesn't mean the phones go out necessarily. 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 Although I'm going to have a hell of a lot tougher time reading in here, but I can handle it. I'll get my flashlight. All right. Which I don't have one. Emergency Let me see kit? if there's a dial tone. There's a dial tone on my real phone. So oh, hang God. it up, All right. and I'll call you right back. Okay, we'll drop it. We'll uh, talk about him while he's gone. Well, he can't hear anything while he's gone. Neil is so gay. So incredibly gay. What else can we say about him? How gay is he? Oh, man, about this gay. Right here. Look at this, man. He's this gay. So incredibly gay. 
Duff, Duff and everybody's coming in to say how gay Neil is, man. He's just like, like, what's the scale? Like, one to gay, he's ultra gay. Totally, totally gay. What else? I'm just killing time until he calls back. I mean, I could go on a long thing, but then he'll uh, call back and interrupt us in the middle of it. Hey, out the L word continues to be good. Although, not as, not as hot and heavy. Not as sexy. Like, they fool you. They fool you by front-loading all the lesbianism up front. QAM, Neil Rogers Show, Chronic Line. I bet you this uh, sounds better. Oh, yeah, it does, actually. Sound much better? Much better, basically. There's only one problem, though. i got to go uh, get my copy from the other room. Ah, damn it. So whistle a little tune there. It'll be two seconds. I like that. In the pocket. Now, right here, man. She spills it. It'll be about five seconds. Yeah? What? There we go. I got all my copy. All right. It's real dark in here now. Sure. We're going to have to open up the drapes. What are you wearing? A uh, T-shirt and my boxer shorts. All right. Same thing I was wearing in the other room. No, no. Well, we're just trying Why, to I think it. I changed my wardrobe to come into this room. Why not? It's the living room, right? I think there's any company in here that I know of. <laughs> Bad company. Yeah. Well, let me do the break. Yeah. This is, well, I don't know. It's not as uncomfortable as on the cell phone because I don't think it sounds as bad, does it? It's much better now. Is it really? Yes. Well, thank God. So anyway, if you're just tuning in late, um, I don't know what to tell you. The power is out here in Toronto. It went out at about um, 10 to 11. And it's a murky, uh, snowy, nasty day. And maybe the whole Northeast. I don't know. What is this? CNN saying anything? No. Well, screw that. Wicked winter weather. That's all they're saying. It's yeah. cold and they're showing cars sliding into each other. Because I can't even go online because my computer is out. Everything is out. And uh, maybe you can go online. Do uh, torontostar.com while I'm doing the spot. Okay. And see if there's anything, uh, any information about whether we're still on. Maybe we have like some kind of a, a massive attack or something. Maybe the Russians are coming. Or maybe the Martians are coming. Maybe they're pissed off. Anyway, if your carpets look like there's something in them and uh, have been attacked, here's the answer for you. Call my good friends at Dry Concepts before you do anything else because... Why waste your time with anybody else? These people are the best in the business at bringing your carpets back to life and looking just like brand new. I've been using dry concepts in my house, in my homes for over 20 years now, and everybody I know uses them because, like I said, nobody does it better. They're the only people in the world who dry clean your carpets. Same idea as dry cleaning your clothing, leaving them vibrant and color looking brand new, smelling lemony fresh as well. You'll be able to eat off the floor when they get done. And don't forget with dry concepts, your rugs are dry within just a couple of hours. You're ready to rock and roll again. So for an unbeatable, fantastic job, give them a call toll-free at 1-800-248-5071. And be sure when you do talk to the folks at Dry Concepts, ask about how you can get on their standby list and save an extra 15% on the already reasonable price of your next carpet cleaning. 1-800-248-5071. Or if you want more info on a fantastic job they do for you, check them out on the web at dryconcepts.com. Our goal is not peace at all. We're determined to confront Saddam Hussein, and we're doing everything we can to defy the world and build an arsenal for conquest and mass murder. We are currently working with over 90 chemical and biological weapons, as well as the prohibited missiles to deliver them. Saddam Hussein will not be a problem for the United States. He will be destroyed with weapons of mass destruction. The only acceptable outcome, total destruction. For all the peoples of the Middle East, thank you for listening. You're welcome. All right. I'm here. I could have played a longer bit. Probably should have. You know, back in August when we had the uh, gigantic blackout in the Northeast? Yes. Including here. And I said to myself, schmuck, I'm going to go out and the two things I'm going to buy 
is a flashlight, number one, mm-hmm. and a battery-operated radio. You know, I got a, a combo unit for, like, Christmas one year, like one of those Coleman camping things. It's got all It's got the neon lights, radio, and a fan. Now, did I get a flashlight? No. Did I get a battery-operated no. radio? No. 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 In addition to which, to answer your other question about the heat, yeah, uh, I think I may have uh, jumped the gun <laughs> Mis- a little bit. Misspoken? Because back in August, although I'm sure that there was air conditioning in the hall, see, the auxiliary power in my building is for the lights and the um, power in the hallway. Right. So it's not going to get freezing cold in the building because the heat will still be operating in the halls and the lights, I'm sure, are still on the hallway. I haven't looked. But inside the individual apartments, uh-huh. forget about it. You so it might get a little freeze. bit toasty, so I might have to, have to like add several put, layers of clothing yeah. as the show goes on. Maybe put some pants on would be nice. Oh, I don't want to do that. Socks. That would be so uncomfortable. Maybe socks. socks. Do, you, do you even own socks? I guess up there you'd have to. Yes, I do. Nice warm ones. So you haven't seen anything? Did you look on the uh, website? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on there now and nothing. I even did a search for power, power outage, or any yeah. uh, combination thereof and nothing. So in other words, you're thinking maybe, maybe it just might be this area. Because this is, like, this is like Desiru all over again, because back in August when it happened, it was exactly the same way. And I thought, well, because, you know, in Florida, every time a bird farts, yeah. the power goes out, at least out by me in plantation, it goes out like 10, 15 times a week. Mm-hmm. And the cable goes out and for a minute, and the, your satellites go out, and you have to reset everything. So I'm used to that. And then I just kept sitting here and sitting here and waiting and waiting. And then finally I went, uh, I still had a little bit of power from the uh, emergency power in there in the other room. And I go online and I see there's this massive blackout. I'm here. Uh, yeah. But uh, that, that's the only way I knew it. So I'm thinking that it's possible the same thing is going on here, but it's just uh, nobody knows about it yet. No, apparently it's uh, not making any news anywhere. Well, that's great. So you're getting an exclusive. A world right. exclusive. It's all these Toronto Torontoans. What do they call them? Trons? You get to lend voice and might to back gay marriage. I don't know how I'm going to read any of this, because if you could see how dark it is in here, if I had my flashlight, right. I could probably read it a lot better. You can't saunter over towards the window? Well, I could, but then if I drag... Well, I, what I can do is I can like pull the uh, thing back, but I don't want to see the... I don't want the people across the way... Looking, no, you know, looking through the window, seeing me sitting here in my boxer shirt. Well, I can't. Ah, what do you care? I don't know. Hold on a second. <laughs> See? Set it again. Look at that light pouring in now. Don't be playing music, man. I just fell in the time. Labor unions <laughs> representing nearly 200,000 workers across Massachusetts have endorsed same-sex civil marriage. In recent weeks, as the organization's lobby to expand workplace benefits for their gay and lesbian members. With just two weeks to go before the legislature in Massachusetts is scheduled to vote on a constitutional amendment that would ban same-sex marriage, the union stance adds a potent political force to the fractious debate, especially because roughly half of the state's 200 lawmakers haven't taken a public position on the issue. In other words, they're waffling, is what they're doing. They're playing yeah. a little waffle game. Oh, wow. how, how's that poll coming? Oh, well, let me get back to it, because I was on the Toronto Star site there. Yeah. Well, you're the guy with the power. You better get on top of these things. Uh, You better uh, get with it. 177 votes, Kerry 48, Edwards 23. I don't care, 23. I don't care I'm for Bush, that is, 23. I don't care it's all Bull, 22. Yeah. Clark, 22. Dean, 21. Kucinich, 9. Sharpton, 7. Lieberman, 2. Ooh. Ooh. Look out for Drew Lieberman, so man. Carrie, He's the Carrie dark and horse. Edwards. He's the dark horse. 
See, if you want my honest-to-goodness opinion, I think the one with the best chance to win and the one that the Republicans are scared schmittless of is Edwards. Yeah. Stop and think back. I agree. I, I, he's, there's nothing wrong with him. Stop and think back in 1992. Who the hell knew who Bill Clinton was? Right. Did anybody have any idea who he was? Nope. And this happened, Out of nowhere. This happens very often, but people, of course, don't pay any attention to politics because it's uh, you know a bunch of crap. And uh, they forget about that. But most of these guys come from basically nowhere, and very few people hear them. And all of a sudden, bada-bing, they're the candidate. Yeah. And then we find out about their philandering and whatever the hell they're doing. Ah, who cares about that? Okay, we got any calls? Yeah, we got some calls. Because I'm farting right now, really. Ooh. Honest, I'm farting, and I'm sitting here with my legs you know, like in what? a position where they, it's, it's coming right to my nostrils, man. It's a really fragrant bouquet. What flavor? Uh, cherry. Excellent. QAM. QAM, Neil hello. from Toronto. What was it? What? I don't know. <laughs> QAM. Hello. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I was wondering if Neil can bring you back some cheap oxy cut. Okay, Rice. QAM. Right now, I'll smuggle them out. If you can hear how I'm hearing you. I'm hanging up. They they had their own echo. No, no, you, but every time you punch it up, it sounds like, I feel like Lloyd Bridges, like we're taking the plunge. Oh, you probably hear the, uh, the swoosh. Every time they do that, yeah, that's what they hear on their end. I'm uh, hearing a big swish every time you uh, punch up the button. That's nothing new. God. Okay, here we go. QAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, how's it going, man? Is it raining down there in uh, North Miami? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's making its way up to Boynton Beach next day. I was wondering, anybody choose Braveheart for those movies? I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I was on there. Got about two votes. That was it. Yeah, pretty weak. That's weak, man. All right, thanks. They, they can't stand Mel Gibson. Oh. See, I don't know what you're doing because every I time hung I hung up on the, the guy. So in other words, when you cut him off, I hear the swoosh also? I guess. I didn't know that. Hey, we're man. learning new things. Man. I didn't know what happened when you... uh. Plus, they sound like they're a million miles away. When I was on the cell phone, the first call you punched up, I could hear it like a real call. Now, well, why that's would that be? Because all the calls come in at different levels, as you know. That's why we got to ride the pod all day long. That's why you're riding it? Right? Yeah. Here, here. QAM. Hello. Hello. Hola. Hey, Neil. How you doing, man? Now, how, how do you hear me? Does it sound okay? Um, there's a little difference in volume level. Um, am I screaming on my end? No, you're fine. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about you. I hear you fine. How, but how do you hear me? Um, it sounds like you're on a speakerphone, are you? Oh, see, because if it sounds like I'm a speakerphone, I might have to let George do the rest of the show. That's <laughs> uh, not that bad. <laughs> Reasonable. Hey, listen, I just want to give you a quick Rush Spy report. Okay. Uh, yesterday I was, uh, you know, switching between channels when you go on break, and I switch over to Rush on 610. Oops, was I supposed to say that? We don't care. Okay, good. Anyway, all his callers were uh, basically poo-pooing their pants. Uh, they're all concerned already that they're going to lose the election, and Rush kept saying, uh, hey, well, listen, it's only January. We'll get time to do our thing. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were already... They were already like, look like they were putting up the yellow flag like a Good. warning. Hurricane you level three, baby. That poll that came out the other day that showed Kerry ahead of Bush by three points, that's the first time, at least as far as I can remember, the first time it showed any of the Democrats ahead. Yeah. And I think that you're right. They're crapping their pants. They're starting to feel it, man. Good. They're starting to feel it. I'm feeling it. I'm loving it, baby. I bet your rush is popping a few extras now, too. He's getting so panicked. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pally. Thanks, Thanks for the good news. Take See you. Care. Care. You know what? Uh, they, when um, when two calls are punched up, it somehow saps level from you. Yeah. Which is weird, but. Did you say you're, some of the callers are saps? Is that what you said? They're sapping. Well, he was pretty good. He was a good caller. He was good. He was articulate. Loud, clear, he was right? like loud and uh, you know not. Although I, I couldn't hear mm -hmm. him that loud.
You'd, you'd be amazed if you could hear what I'm hearing. I'll just uh, turn the level up a little bit. And if you could see what I'm seeing. <laughs> no lights on yet across the street or elsewhere? There are no lights on, period. Now, I could look uh, across the street and see, uh, but I know it's going to be a futile. I don't have that long of a cord here. I need to get a new phone. Right. That's what I need to do. Well, you can't get a cordless phone because those that's, plug into the wall. That's what I do need to do. No, that wouldn't do any good. That wouldn't work. Uh, the lights are all out, okay? Mm. There are lights on. I'm seeing right now. The only problem is that they're all red and they're all taillights. Yeah, you need a longer cord. The good news is it's not snowing at the moment, although we're supposed to get like another uh, 5 to 10 centimeters, as they say up here, which is like another couple of inches anyway. I think it's a plot because of all your political talk. I think 10 centimeters is like, um, what is that, 4 inches, 5 inches? It's about this much. Yeah, like I said, about 2 centimeters, that's me. But uh, it's not so there's actually people walking around. There's a little bit of commerce going on, it looks like. The only problem is that, now I'm curious, have they got a cop at the intersection out there? Open the window uh, and holler. Well, you know what they're doing? They're doing the honor system. On the traffic? Yeah. In other words, it's um, like a four-way stop. Oh, you mean they're civilized? I only would. Remember after the hurricane, after Andrew? Yeah. And we had all those four-way stops. You know, where it was kind of voluntary, and, of course, nobody paid any attention. No, there were four-way goes. And because the people here are so goddamn polite, I mean, I'm watching this, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, oh, Jesus. No, seriously, they're doing a good job because the right. traffic lights are all out. And there's no cop there directing yet because this only happened a short time ago. Want to take another call? Well, wait a minute. Don't we have to do a break? It looks like 20 up to me. And uh, 21 up. Like I said, it looks like 21 up, but we'll do the breaks nice and slow. Take our time. <laughs> Don't push the calls now. <laughs> I mean, i got to be honest with you. This is uh, bizarre because it's getting a little sure. bit colder by the minute here, and especially right. when I open up the drapes there and let some light come in. We can listen as you uh, freeze and fall over. That would be good. I can do just like Sarah Goldfarb in here. Anyway, it's 20 till noon at QAM. I even brought the schedule in here, being the trooper that I am. I got all my radio stuff piled up in my non-radio living room. Isn't that good? Excellent. Now, what, what's the story there? They, the, there's nothing they can do anyway. Oh, uh, periodically people open up the door to uh, not help and, uh, you know, tell Josh some things that he doesn't need, and uh, that's all. Like what? Oh, like uh, there's an echo, do this, do that, uh, but n- nothing we need. They can't do anything about it, but they are coming in here and bugging Josh. Is there an echo on this phone? No. There was on the cell phone. I mean, it's like when the calls are on and the microphone and everything, there's a little bit of an echo, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Ain't no thing. Well, that's the best we can do. I mean, if they want, I'll go back back to bed. Dush Dush found the story. I'll fax it to you. (laughs) You found what story? The Toronto Star. Duff found it. After oh, yeah. uh, hitting reload, like how okay, many let, let me do the break, and then uh, we can peruse it after the break. Yeah, I'll fax it to you. <laughs> yeah, sure you will. So, in other words, it's a, a citywide thing? Is it a regional thing? What's Major offices, including police headquarters and city hall, are in the dark this morning. Yeah. Morning over there. The feed from Hydro One to our transformer station at Bay Street, north of Queen, has been interrupted and has taken out most of the central downtown, and we're standing by to see when the power will be restored, said Blair <laughs> P. Birdie, spokesperson for Toronto Hydro. Now, what was it that took it out? Uh, what did you say in the beginning? It just says was interrupted. A, a transformer station. Oh. The feed. Oh. 
So, in other words, that's not a big deal. That'll be back on before you can say Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead, right? Armstrong Toyota of Homestead. Let me do the break. Locally owned and operated, these guys have been treating people right for years, which is why they're still around. You'll find them on US 1, just 20 easy minutes south of the 836. Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead is worth the drive from anywhere to save yourself a crap load of cash on brand new Toyotas. Check out these great lease prices. You can't beat them. An 04 Tacoma two-wheel drive regular cab, you pay just 169 bucks a month. An 04 Echo, just 179 a month. Or how about this? An 04 Celica GT for just $209 a month. And with every car purchased at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead, you'll get a free Sun Pass. And keep in mind, these folks were the first dealer in the whole area to offer your free tires and batteries for life. If you're looking for an SUV right now, Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead have got a huge assortment of RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Sequoias, and Land Cruisers, too. General Manager David Rich and his staff will do whatever it takes to put you in a great Toyota today. Experience the Armstrong Toyota Homestead difference. They're committed to 100% customer satisfaction. Service departments even open late weeknights till 8 p.m. to make sure they get all your work done for you. Conveniently located at US 1 and 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 minutes south of the 836. So if you're tired of getting all the BS from those mega dealers who overpromise and underdeliver, then this is the place for you. Call our friend David Rich, Armstrong's Toyota Homestead GM, right now at 305-242-3247. That's 305-242-3247 for Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. Drive- America speaks for the universal values that gave our nation birth. The rule of law, the freedom of conscience and religion, and the rights and dignity of every life. Invaded and occupied two countries at a continuing cost of over $1 billion per week. Spent the U.S. surplus and effectively bankrupted the U.S. Treasury. Shattered the record for the largest annual deficit in U.S. history. Set an economic record for most private bankruptcies filed in any 12-month period. Set the all-time record for the biggest drop in the history of the U.S. stock market. Is the first president in U.S. history to enter office with a criminal record. Set the all-time record for most days on vacation in any one year period. After kicking off an entire month. Presided over the worst security failure in U.S. history. Is supporting development of a nuclear tactical bunker buster. A weapon of mass destruction and is breaking the nuclear arms treaty. Sorry, nuclear arms treaty. In his State of the Union address, lied about our reason for attacking Iraq, then blame the lies on our British friends. Set the record for most campaign fundraising trips by a U.S. president. In his first year of office, over two million Americans lost their jobs, and that trend continues every month. Set the all-time record for most foreclosures in a 12-month period. Appointed more convicted criminals to administration than any president in U.S. history. Set the record for least amount of press conferences than any president since the advent of television. Presided over the biggest energy crisis in U.S. history, and refused to intervene when corruption involving the oil industry was revealed. Presided over the highest gasoline prices in U.S. history. Cut health care benefits for war veterans and supports a cut in duty benefits for active duty troops and their families in wartime. Set the all-time record for most people worldwide to simultaneously protest in public. 15 million people shattering the record for protest against any person in the history of mankind. Broken more international treaties than any president in U.S. history. Proud that the members of his cabinet are the richest of any administration in U.S. history. His poorest millionaire, Condoleezza Rice, has a Chevron oil tanker named after her. He's the first president in U.S. history to order an unprovoked preemptive attack and the military occupation of a sovereign nation, and did so against the will of the United Nations, the majority of U.S. citizens, and the world community. Created the Ministry of Homeland Security, the largest bureaucracy in the history of the United States government. He's the first president in U.S. history to have the United Nations remove the U.S. from the Human Rights Commission, whipped through the U.S. from the World Court of Law. Refused to allow inspectors access to U.S. prisoner of war detainees, and thereby has refused to abide by the Geneva Convention. Is the first president in history to refuse United Nations election inspections. Is the all-time U.S. and world record holder for receiving the most corporate campaign donations. His largest lifetime campaign contributor, and one of his best friends, Kenneth Lay, presided over the largest corporate bankruptcy fraud in U.S. history. His political party used the Enron private jets and corporate attorneys to assure his success with the U.S. Supreme Court during the election decision. Has protected his friends at Enron and Halliburton against investigation or prosecution. More time and money was spent investigating the Monica Lewinsky affair than has been spent investigating one of the biggest corporate ripoffs in history. Covered the most. Sympathy for the U.S. after the World Trade Center attacks, and less than a year later made the U.S. the most hated country in the world. 
the largest failure of diplomacy in world history. It's the first president of U.S. history to have a majority of Europeans, 71%, view his presidency as the biggest threat to world peace and security, and change the U.S. policy to allow convicted criminals to be awarded government contracts. And the hits just keep on coming. Drive a little and save a lot on that new Toyota. At Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. Well, you chopped me off there before the end of the spot. Well, Josh did. Let's blame him. I don't want to get uh, David Rich and Fat Rich all upset with me. Okay? No, we don't want to do that. They're paying for the full spot, not for just a little bit. Now, let's see. we got the Mad Dog at 2. I want to correct something. Somebody called in yesterday and said the Mad Dog was incoherent on Sunday night on TV. Right. Because I actually overheard him yesterday um, giving me some crap. Well, not crap, but just saying I was just stirring the pot a little bit and you were smoking it. As usual. That somebody called in and we were just running with it. And that's okay. If he was incoherent, that's fine. And if he wasn't, that's uh, fine, too, although we probably would enjoy him even more incoherent than usual. He'll be on it, too. The Humpers at the Super Bowl in Houston. Oh, there's a big article in the uh, Toronto and the National Post this morning, and a sports columnist says Houston is even worse than Buffalo. Yeah. Is that the ultimate indictment or what? What a shot. Even worse than Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Hank is at the Super Bowl in Houston. Ira Winderman will be on with him 5 to 6. The Big O at 7, Eddie K at 10, and Joe and Mark overnight. So we got the schedule. Now, I want you to read back again that thing that you got gave me from the Toronto Star about what happened here. Major offices, including police headquarters and City Hall, are in the dark this morning. The feed from Hydro One to our transformer station at Bay Street, north of Queen, has been interrupted and has taken out most of the central downtown. And we're standing by to see when the power will be restored, said Blair Peabody. 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 Well, that's how they say it in New England. Peabody. Peabody. Peabody? Yeah. Spokesperson. Don't you remember Mr. Peabody? Sure. He's one of my favorites. Boy Sherman. Spokesperson for Toronto Hydro. And what what is the time on that? Does it have a time? No? Uh, 11.28 a.m. 11.28 a.m.? Yes. And it went out like an hour ago, so in other words, it took them about, uh, well, they're a little bit slow. They shuffle. Because it's 9 till noon. So from the sounds of that, it actually could be back on. He said it is not known yet if the cause was storm-related. So in other words, there's more to this, but you're not reading it? You're, you're well, holding back? No, that, that was the, that's like a little other sentence in there. Yeah. Well, why would it be storm-related? It's not doing anything right now. It's no. not snowing. It's not blowing. I mean, we've had that the last day. Yesterday was brutal. You couldn't even go outside here yesterday. It was unbelievable. But other, it's not... it, other outages were reported at the Eaton Center and at the University of Toronto. Really? Well, is this? are you just reading me what you want to read? Like like I said, sentence oh, by sentence. Oh, I'm reading it's like and the then big you, tease here. you interrupt with stuff and I stop. Yeah. Well, how much more is there to this? That's about it. Oh. Businesses in downtown Quartet. <laughs> Probably like a ten-paragraph story. <laughs> I'd like to have some idea of what the fuke is going on here. Businesses man. in the downtown core, from College Street to Queen Street and University Avenue to Victoria Street, are in the dark. Yeah, that's it. And get fifty percent off home delivery of the Toronto Star. And the Eaton Center is also out. Yes, I'll be damned. I guess no Eaton. No. Because during the, during that last break, I thought to myself, being the genius that I am, I'm going to go in the kitchen and make me another cup of nice hot tea. Sure, pop it in the microwave. Oops. I guess not. I guess not. Just uh, put the cup between your legs there. I'll be damned. Just well, tea the bag good, the, the cup of tea. The good news is I got my shirt on and I got my nice tan walking shorts on. Oh, very nice. Well, I mean, first of all, it's getting a little bit chillier inside. And number yeah. two, I got the uh, windows wide open there. The drapes are pulled back. 
I don't want people across the street looking. There's some pervert sitting there in his underwear, you know. <laughs> yeah, Not that it's their usual. business anyway. Now, do you have uh, thermal underwear and such? No, I do not. Really? Why would I need thermal underwear? Just in case. You want to go sledding or skiing? Yeah, right. Abused teen sues diocese for 150 million bucks. Well, I sure hope that the goddamn power gets back on because this is really awkward, you know? Brutal. I'm hearing that it's uh, hysterical, though, to other people. What do you mean by that? Other people think that it's hysterical. Now, who are they? What other people? Uh, other people in the building. Such as? Got a fax saying, Give me a few uh, names. This is okay. hysterical. Oh, I don't. Hey, listen, being the trooper that I am, I mean, and probably there are those who would say, well, you know, if Neil would be here all the time in South Florida instead of be doing a show all over uh, Toronto and stuff, yeah, uh, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't be having this much fun. That's, and that's exactly what I was thinking, because this is a hell of a lot more fun than sitting there breathing in the scum that's coming from the vents in that goddamn sick Ooh. building, breathing right in that, that scum. Yeah. Hank told me he was sick with three uh, for three weeks with that crap. Everybody in the building has had it. And I guarantee you the facts that I read the other day on Friday that I gave to you right, that I from your friend it. Jorge Pipi, whatever his name was in Pompano. I gave it to both of the powers that be. Gave it to the powers that be, and they wiped their ass with it and put it down the old tube, down the old drain. Yeah. yeah. And that's as much as you'll ever see that. The guy offered to do it for free. That's not good enough. And the reason that they don't want to take advantage of that is because if somebody does come in here and actually checks the air quality in that building, they'll probably order to have it. They'll, they'll put up. Uh, they'll what are they? They'll condemn the building. Right. They'll condemn the goddamn building. That building isn't fit for human habitation. I condemn them, condemn this building every day. The elevator is a piece of crap. The, mm -hmm. the goddamn vents. The ventilation is garbage. We're sitting in there breathing in, and, and, and on the proof of the pudding was on Martin Luther King Day, which was what was that a week, last Monday or the week before? Week before. And we come in here, and there's a, uh, it rained the day before, and there's water puking down. One of the ceiling tiles is dripping. Somebody's put a big bucket underneath it. They just said, puke it, and we put it on a bucket, mm -hmm. a bucket. <laughs> and, uh, and, and all of that stuff you know is in the vents in that building. And from the IOD experience we had, you know that we're getting sick because they're a bunch of cheap pricks that own that building, and Greg doesn't really give a crap about his people, which he never has. Which, he, by the way, he's on vacation again this week. Yeah, well... While Rome is burning, Nero is fiddling and diddling. What, what are you his, talking about? Everything's that's his fine. specialty. The that's numbers are good? <laughs> Everything works? <laughs> yeah, right. So have a great time, Greg, wherever the hell you are. And I sure hope your plane gets back real safe soon, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, can I get you back to this before the break? Please. In, if you could, I wish the audience could just see this because I'm sitting on my sofa. Well, if you took a picture with a nifty camera somebody got for which you, which is down there, yeah, uh, sitting propped up against a nice pillow, very comfortably. I got my um, slippers on, my right. bedroom slippers that I stole from the um, uh, NH hotel chain in Amsterdam, but everybody does anyway. I got my nice Amsterdam slippers on. What's not to like? Huh? Very comfortable. Good. And so if there's a little echo, tough uh, Shiite. In New York, the family of the Suffolk teenager who was abused by Michael Hands, a former priest. Isn't that a great name for a, a molesting priest, Michael Hands? Hands? He's a hands-on guy. A former priest at the center of the Long Island priest sex abuse scandal has sued the Diocese of Rockville Center for $150 million, claiming officials knew of Hands' predatory behavior and did nothing to stop him. The lawsuit filed Thursday in State Supreme Court in Mineola charges that the diocese knew of Hans' sexual relationship with the minor and failed to report it to the police because of a deliberate covert policy and practice to protect priests and shield the diocese from embarrassment. Kay Novell, how unusual, huh? And it goes on with all the gory details, which we don't want to get into. Got another priest story, too, as a matter of fact. Oh, goody. For after the break. Oh. And then after that, I guess uh, I'm going to just go to lunch.
of course, I can't go to lunch because right. there's no place that would be open. I can't cook anything in the other room. And, of course, you've got to schlep all the way down the stairs because the elevator's not going to work. Uh, wrong. Really? So the elevators actually are on the back up here. So oh, the good, good thing point. about my building is that because I just checked outside the door. The lights in the hall are on. The uh, heat is on out there. So everything is cozy. Just stay on the inside. Don't go outside. So I might as well stay on here with you because uh, what am yeah, I going to do what anyway? What am I going to do? Good way to take a nice freezing. refreshing nap. Four minutes till noon at QAM. Oh, no live. There's there a live? No. There is no live. You're you're it. Here's a golden goodie. A musical memory from wonderful WQAM. Toronto Power? No, no, I mean to change a transformer. Toronto Power is any different from like Miami Power, OGIS Power. Well, let's pretend that they're, they're not uh, FPL. Yeah, well, they're not. That's one <laughs> <Right>. good step. <laughs> an hour? An hour? Well, it's already an hour and ten minutes. Hour-ish? You think? I don't know. You know, we could uh, ask a, a FPL person, maybe one yeah, of Maybe Bob from FPNL is listening can call in and tell us how long it takes to change a transformer. Now, did the, it's I, me I, again. Did that article actually say that it was a transformer, or was they, were they guessing? It says the feed from Hydro 1 to our transformer station at Bay Street has been interrupted. So the feed was interrupted. Who the hell knows what that means? What the hell does that mean? It's I don't like know. The, it's like the feed from me to you has been interrupted. What, <laughs> right. What, what kind of double talk is that? It sounds like they don't know what they're talking about. Or, sounds uh, like some communist yeah. bunch of crap to me. Call the bridge tender. Maybe he knows how to fix the damn thing. Christ. So you got more stories and stuff, right? Or oh, we can take I, some I, calls. I, <laughs> no, I want to do this one first. It's ringing. Uh, let me do this first right. before we take any more. Don't be in any hurry to put these oh, calls no. on. Not me. Okay. Because as hard as it is to be able to hear these damn calls now, right. uh, you're going to have to figure out who they like when Reverend Jones calls in the next time. Yeah, like he called in the last time and you talked to him. When was that? The other time when he said, uh, no, don't put George on. That wasn't him. Yeah, it was. Everybody who doesn't like you is Reverend Jones. You, you like to say that, but no, it was him. 
Was it him? Yes. Okay. Trust me. It was. It was him. Galveston Houston died. Galveston Houston Diocese reports 46 abuse victims, 22 priests. Boy, these are just coming like crazy, you know, and so are the priests. Squirt, squirt. 22 priests and four deacons sexually abused 46 minors in the Roman Catholic Diocese of Galveston Houston over the past 53 years, according to church officials. 80% of the abuse occurred before 1980, but was reported in the last 10 years. The confirmed sex abuse allegations cost the diocese. $3.6 million in settlements, counseling, and legal fees, and yada, yada, yada. The bishops are trying to be as open and as candid as possible, they said. They know that when the national studies announced that it will be an obvious local question, too, and it's another black mark on the Catholic Church. Aww. You notice how we never had one call about the first poll question that we did? No, we didn't. And, and we probably won't. Nope. Because it just challenges these preconceived notions that they've been brainwashed with. And that's, you know, it's, it's frustrating because, uh, because what, what, what's the point? What's the point? It's like saying, well, today is Tuesday. Okay, well, you're right, it's Tuesday. But it's Tuesday, you know? Mm-hmm. It's obvious, but they just, uh, they don't want to be reminded. It's and not it going to matter to them. It all has to do with fear of death. Right. Fear of death. They deny the caveman stuff, even though there's all these bones. They, oh. Satan put them there. Right. No, it's more of that scientific uh, bullcrap. Right. It's another plot. Satanic plot by those science people. The satanic scientists. Right. Oh, how about Michael Jackson? We haven't talked about him in a while. No. And why not? I don't know. Why not? We're we tired of the tabloids this week. There was nothing too exciting in the New Inquirer, but I think this was in one of the other ones, the Examiner, about the fact that what is this broad's name, the one that he got married off to? Uh, Roe. Uh, Ro. Debbie Roe. Ro. Right? Right. Or was it the Tommy Rowe? I get a little dizzy when I try thinking about Fish it. Fish Rowe. Uh, anyway, she uh, has outed him now that she, um, you know, they were both artificially inseminated, and not from him either, by the way. He was artificially inseminated? Yeah, by the children. <laughs> Child welfare officials have interviewed Michael Jackson's three children at the Beverly Hills mansion, where they've been living with the embattled pop star since early this month, a source close to the Jackson family told ABC News. I have the feeling that I'm, like I'm talking like like this is uh, like I'm talking into a wastebasket. You know what I mean? Yes. The children's nannies were also interviewed. The source told ABC News Jackson was reportedly home at the time of the officials' visit. Jackson has two children: Prince Michael, one, age six, and Paris, age five, from a three-year marriage to Debbie Rowe. This isn't even the story from the Examiner, which I wish I would have kept. And he's got another kid, Prince Michael the second. And a third child, which, if you let me get to that, was born to an unidentified woman, another surrogate mom, in 2002. Uh, over the weekend, a London tabloid reports that Jackson and Roe may soon square off in a custody dispute over their two children. Roe's attorney de- declined to discuss the matter with ABC News, but she did talk to the inquirer or the uh, examiner and said, "Forget about it. They weren't his kids. We never did it, and uh, we are never going to do it." And uh, the only problem she's got is that she signed a pre—not uh, not a prenuptial, because they never—but a pre-something agreement. She signed a deal with the devil, right? That said, uh, he's got custody. Right. After seeing a British documentary, Living with Michael Jackson, which aired in February 2003, child welfare advocate Gloria Gruber sent a formal complaint to the Santa Barbara District Attorney's Office saying, Jackson has raised enough red flags to be concerned about protecting the welfare of children with whom he comes in contact, including his own. Right. They're his own because he bought them and he owns them, but right. they're not his DNA. But there's no question any longer, not that there really ever was with anybody who's uh, got a brain, there's no question that uh, he didn't father the children. He ain't going to be fathering no children. He may be cod- coddling and cuddling, even but he by, Even by uh, remote control. Yeah. 
Well, how about the Dennis Miller show on CNBC? Uh, did you watch it or something? No. No. Conflict. It, a lot of this stuff is on our website, but thank God I printed it out or I'd be sitting here like uh, playing with myself, which I might in a little while. Yeah. Uh, conflict at CNBC's new Dennis Miller show. Producer works for uh, Governor of California. Oh, how do you like that? Is that why they had Arnold on as the first guest, maybe? Really? Yes. Oh, so in other words, the, sh the show has already started? We are running promos for it. No. We're running commercials here. No. On this very station. For the Dennis Miller show? During your show, yes. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. Well, we're whores. We'll take anybody's money. You got some money? We'll take it. Yes. Dennis Miller's new CNBC political talk show hasn't even debuted yet. This, uh, this is from um, a couple days ago. But it's already mixed up in a serious conflict of interest. When did it start? I, yeah. I don't know. Last night? The conflict brought to attention by weblogger Roger Ailes, no relation to the Fox News chief of the same name, began with the show's hiring of Mike Murphy as a consulting producer. The problem isn't that Murphy is a well-known Republican campaign consultant whose past clients have included John McCain, Jeb Bush, and the 92 Bush Quail campaign. The problem is that Mike Murphy already has a job. He was a key political advisor in Arnold Schwarzenegger's 2003 campaign for governor of California and still works for him. Currently, Murphy is leader of Governor Schwarzenegger's California recovery team and Californians for Schwarzenegger, two groups created by the governor to maintain his political image, raise money, and promote his policies. Indeed, Murphy has become so identified with Schwarzenegger that a January 21 Los Angeles Times article referred to him as Schwarzenegger's chief strategist. The website of Murphy's political consulting team, NC Navigators, lists the California's recovery team as a client. CNBC dismissed the idea that Murphy's political work poses a conflict for the show. In an article in TV Week that described the ongoing work with Schwarzenegger as Murphy's most recent gig, reporter Michelle Greppi noted that NBC is grappling with the conflict of interest questions posed by Schwarzenegger's wife, Maria Shriver, working for the news program Dateline. But Greppi reported that CNBC, no such questions are being considered because Mr. Miller has made clear that his show, however political, will not be partisan, which is a fuking lie because <laughs> we had an, we had also on the same website either yesterday or maybe it's on today that he's already said that he's going to support Bush and he's going to be totally unabashed and he doesn't apologize for it and yada, yada, yada. It's not impartial at all. How do you like that? Right. Lying sack of crap, man. Dennis Miller is the Antichrist. Don't forget the honor. Plus, of course, he's just as credible as anything else on CNBC, your gambling channel. Let's take a call or two. Sure. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yes, sir. Uh, I happened to catch the Dennis Miller show last night. And? And it's set up like this, uh, like it's supposed to be some sort of balanced political roundtable, but they had two flaming right-wing Bush snorkelers and one de uh, just defenseless liberal woman who was just getting the crap beat out of her for 15 minutes. It really All was right. quite a sham. Sounds exactly like what you'd expect from Dennis Miller. Absolutely. Have a great day, Pally. Thanks for the good news, Pally. How do you do that? Yeah, he was loud. He was excellent. Yep. He was magnificent. How come we don't get calls like that when we don't have, when we keep, <laughs> let's lose the power every day. Okay. <laughs> We're starting to get some good calls this way. We'll just go pull a bunch of plugs. No, no, seriously, what's that all about? I, it's, uh, it just works out. I mean, that guy sounded like a real human being, which is so unusual, and also the one before. And he was actually talking about something that you were just talking about. Hmm. I can't handle this, all of these things. <laughs> so what did you say, about an hour and a half for the power to come back on? I'm just, uh, you know, speculating. You, know, you haven't got any idea what you're talking about, of but it sounds, it sounds very authoritative. Sure, why not? It's like most of us. <laughs> so how's the latest poll on the New Hampshire primary? Let me go back to it. Take a puke at it. Let me refresh it, as a matter of fact, because, uh, you know. 
That way, I would think that Duff ought to be racing in there breathlessly with the latest update from the Toronto Star or Toronto Sun or the Globe and Mail on exactly what the hell is going on here and why I'm sitting in the dark. 297 votes. Kerry, 75. Now, wait a minute. What what time did we put that poll up? 11. That's pretty good. Sure. Considering everything that's going on here. Kerry, 75, which is 25.2%. Yeah. Dean, 44. Clark, 43. I don't care. It's all bull, 40. I don't care, and for Bush, 36, which is 12.1%, if you're keeping mm. track. Care, uh, Edwards, 33. Kucinich, 16. Sharpton, 8. And Lieberman has? Three. Two. Two? Two. He's still stuck with the same pair. <laughs> and I bet you one of them was Hadassah. Right, him and Hadassah. And the other one was Knesset. Boy. <laughs> Better start eating some halava big time. Get ready for the homentage, Joe, because, Joe, because it's uh, all over now. It's all over but the shouting. I thank God. That's what John, that's what the Howard Dean said. It's all over but the shouting. (laughs) Twelve minutes past noon at 560, you know, and I'm starting with this talking into the phone thing. Right. Do I sound like more congested or something? Not any more than usual. Oh, I do. No, I feel, I feel like all of this is like coming back. I think it's because the temperature is dropping. No, I think that, that could be part of it. It is getting cooler in here, plus the fact I can't hear myself. You're going to freeze. I am. And I'll probably be out the rest of the week. No! Hey, let me tell you one thing. If your mattress is worn out, your back will tell you when you get up in the morning you feel like crap. You feel like you haven't slept at all. So now that the new year is underway, make sure you get a great night's sleep every night in 2004. What's left of it by calling? Dial a mattress. Call 1-800-MATTRESS and celebrate the new year in comfort with a great name brand mattress and unbeatable price. Call them right now, toll free at 1-800-MATTRESS. And Dial a Mattress is proud to have added Stearns and Foster to their already strong championship lineup. Stearns & Foster is the finest mattress made in America, and you can sleep on one as soon as tonight if you call that toll-free number right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. And, of course, Dollar Mattress, as you'd expect, also carry the complete line of all the other top manufacturers in the universe. They got them all. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic. Choose from dozens of models at low everyday discount prices. And only Dollar Mattress lets you choose any two-hour window delivery that meets your schedule seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. In other words, noon to 2, 1 to 3. Whenever you're going to be home when it's convenient for you, they'll be there. So with low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy to see why Dollar Mattress is ranked the best in the world of customer satisfaction. Get with it. Get yourself a great night's sleep for years to come with just one easy call. Don't get ripped off in those bedding and department stores. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or online, it's mattress.com. Reagan, a life in letters, is the publishing event of the year. But letters alone cannot tell the full story of America's greatest president. Introducing Reagan, a life in post-it notes. Nancy, buy more jelly beans. P.S. Red jelly beans, good. Red commies, bad. Nowhere else could you find such a clear statement of our 40th president's values and opinions than on little yellow squares of paper stuck to the White House fridge. Nancy, please wash my overalls. Use Tide. P.S. Not the tide of Marxism that threatens our very way of life. Reagan, a life in post-it notes, chronicles his thoughts on politics, religion, and even sex. Dear Nancy, the Berlin Wall has fallen. And when I get home, so will that little lace number I bought you for our anniversary. P.S. Growl. Reagan. 
A Life in Post-it Notes is available at Boredom's Books. Buy your copy today and receive the bonus volume, Reagan, A Life in Grocery Lists. Eggs, milk, and what else? Oh, yes. Eggs, milk, eggs, milk. From 17 at 560 WQM, man, it is starting to snow again now and blow. And? And what else? We have an update. All right. From the Toronto Star. All right. Power expected to be back on by? Midnight. No, 3 p.m. Oh! <laughs> no! Yes. What does it say? It says, power expected to be back on by 3 p.m. That's all it says? <laughs> well, that's that's the headline, and then it repeats the rest of the story. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. This is going to be the longest show in the history of my life, it's already, what What the time is it? It's, oh, Christ, it's only 12.18? Yeah. Holy crap. And it's starting to snow like crazy? I'm reading through the story here. As a Hydro One spokesperson, this Daffy? What is it? It's Daff, Daffy McCallum? Daffid, D-A-F-F-Y-D, Daffid Roderick, said the problem originated at, man, all these names I don't know, Terwali, Terwali? <laughs> what are you? What language are you speaking, man? I guess it's Canadian. Yeah. Tarali Transmission Station, west of Bay and north of City Hall. Yeah. One transmi- uh, transmission circuit was out for scheduled maintenance, and the second backup circuit failed around 11 a.m., Roderick said. Right. The cause of the circuit failure isn't known, but it had nothing to do with the weather. It's not snow or ice. We're not sure why. Great. And like you, you said, yeah. FP&L all over again. So speaking of Lou Dobbs, who's a major asshole on CNN. Yes, he is. A really, I mean, a pompous jackass. I'm telling about, you about him. A lot of stuff about him. He just he, he he's got an ego even bigger than Mo. Right. And last night, which I ordinarily avoid him like to play, but I was channel surfing, and he was doing a thing. They were talking about the New Hampshire primary, so I stopped. And there was Bill Schneider, who's the uh, analyst, you know, does all the polling mm. stuff. He's pretty good. So Lou Dobbs goes to Bill Schneider, and Schneider gives the beginning of his spiel and pauses. And at that point, obviously, Lou is supposed to ask something or say something. And Bill Schneider is just sitting there looking, waiting, praying, please, (coughs) please say something, you know. And, of course, on TV, it's so goddamn embarrassing, like he wants to jump out of his skin. Finally, Lou Dobbs says, can you hear me, Bill? Yes, I hear you. Oh. And then he proceeds to ask him a question, and then Lou, uh, then uh, Bill Schneider answers the question. He's trying to give the rundown of why Kerry is popular and about people think he's electable. And Lou Dobbs comes back and says, well, wait a minute. Now, aren't you getting Kerry confused with Clark? <laughs> and Bill Schneider, he kept talking, but you could tell right. by the perturbed look on his face, that if he had any any kind of a sharp object, if he would have been in the same studio, he would have killed Lou right on the ear and got an 80 share. I would have given a standing ovation. That would be what a what a total asshole, Lou Dobbs. Who, of course, I think used to be on CNBC, didn't he? I'm not sure. And then CNN got the made the big coup and they got him away. And uh, he he's a legend in his own mind. Mm-hmm. And in fact, his show is so important that they have him on from six to seven doing the make believe news and they repeat it from eleven to midnight after the unctuous uh, red headed Aaron Brown or whatever the hell they put it on. Well, that's because he has a red face, Lou. To go with the red hair? Right. From Aaron Brown and that awful uh, red I wouldn't be surprised if uh, his hair piece is Kim Mo's. Hey, maybe the same muskrat. From the muskrat Cut uh, from the same uh does path. the muskrat ramble, I'll guarantee you that. It's muskrat love. So this could be back on by three o'clock, is that what you said? Right, to me? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what they said. But the good the good news is, well, see, I could call for delivery for like lunch. Right. The only problem is that nobody is going to be uh, open. Right. Nobody's no, going to uh, be cooking. The deep fat fryer is off. Oh crap! No chinks, huh? No. No. Democrats glitter. Democrats call for probe of Iraq weapons claims. Democratic presidential candidate John Kerry said on Sunday the Bush administration, including Vice President Dick Cheney, should be held accountable for claims Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Kerry, writing a tide of support since his surprising win in Iowa Monday, said U.S. lawmakers should hold hearings on Capitol Hill. David Kay, appointed by the Bush administration to hunt for Iraq's weapons of mass destruction, told Reuters on Friday he'd concluded that Iraq had no stockpiles of biological and chemical weapons as asserted in official U.S. intelligence estimates in the lead-up to the U.S.-led invasion, they ought to be held accountable for using the weapons of mass destruction argument, Kerry said. Dick Cheney and others in the administration misled the American people with respect to the true status of the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And he is absolutely correct. Absolutely. Right. Kerry said he would not suggest President Bush was at fault without adequate evidence, but he added, I know the vice president either misspoke or misled the American people. Now, do you think maybe, remember the guy that called before and said Giuliani is going to be on the ticket instead of Cheney? Right. Because Cheney is going to become, maybe he'll be the scapegoat. Okay. I mean, in this case, rightfully so, deservedly so, but he's going to be the fall guy. Oh, that just means that he's not going to be the vice president. He's right. still a, a He'll still be calling all the shots, and then that way he can legally go back right. on the payroll at Halliburton right. and rake in millions and millions instead of the lousy 150 right. grand a year. And we know he's still on the payroll anyway, and he's going to get a big cash deposit after this is all done. Oh, hello. What was that? I don't know. Did you do that? I didn't do that. What? Oh, you know what that was? <laughs> oh, I've got the phone. Listen. <laughs> I've got, I got the phone nestled between my pillows here, the actual phone between part. Between your cheeks? You're sitting on the phone? It's right between my cheeks. So and if you, you can smell it. a fart? If you'll smell it, you know what I had for dinner last night. Well, my heart just stopped. Did it really? <laughs> Why? I thought, nothing. this is all we need. So, in other words, you tell me by the rest of it. In other words, there's no chance this is going to be on before 3? That's according to them. Re read that first line again. It'll be back on by 3? Power expected to be back on by 3 p.m. Well, wait a minute. See, be the optimist now. I know. Half full glass. Right. By 3 could mean before 3. Could mean. Like uh, maybe 201 with my luck. I'm you know? presuming that they're trying to hedge their bets and not, you know, do the opposite. Like, say, it'll be back on by 1 and then it won't be on. In, in addition to which... If they were working, if they were doing uh, maintenance on the other transformer, whatever the hell it was, which right. you said, mm -hmm. then why couldn't they just stick that back online, or is that making too much sense? Oh, that's making too much sense. I see. see. I only know how they do it here in Florida, which means they wouldn't do that. I see. I don't know how I think on. I think it's a commie pinko plot. I think it's a Bush plot. Right. And this will probably happen every day between now and the election. Every time you bring up the subject. To try to dick around with our uh, conversation here. Uh-huh. Let's shut him up. Well, at least it's better than the alternative they might have in mind. So what's the uh, poll result now before we do the break soon? We have a grand total of 335 votes. Yeah. Kerry with 83. That's 24.7%. Yeah, do these slowly now. You go by a little bit too fast, which doesn't kill any good time. Just slow right down to a crawl, okay? Dude. What was that with Kerry again? What did he do? 83. I see. 83. 24.7% for John Kerry, the senator for, the junior senator from Massachusetts, right? Dean has 50. Howard Dean, that's Governor Dean, former Vermont five-time governor, and Dr. <laughs> Dean yeah. has what? 50. 50 even. 15, 14.9%. Uh, 
14.9% compared to what? 24.7%. You know, this this could be pretty interesting. No, seriously, this might actually mirror the results in New Hampshire. Right. Wouldn't that be revolutionary? It it does uh, seem to jive with those polls we keep seeing. It seems like jive to me. Jive turkey. Yeah. I don't care it's all bull. Also 50. Yeah. It's getting pretty cold in here, by the way. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Oh, the light just came back on. Oh, 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 oh. Can I I tell you something? Please. This is the most strange. I saw across the way in a window, I saw a light. Uh Uh-huh. Because remember I said, I started to say, wait a minute, remember? Oh, the ripple effect. You saw the light coming towards you. And then all of a sudden, my lights came back on. Wow, this is really exciting. Very exciting. Just at the moment when my toes were starting to freeze. Ooh, I heard a click. Did you? Yeah. Oh, and I can hear myself in the other room now, I think. <laughs> well, let me, yeah, I hear myself in the other room, and now I can hear you, and it's like in stereo. Well, let me do the break from here, the spot. Right. And Let's then I'll go back up, yeah. in the other room. Now, right. isn't it, I told you you see this by 3 o'clock. It probably says before 1230. I'm faxing just, it you're all You're just playing with you. my emotions, that's all. I'm I know you. faxing it too. I know you people in Florida, you grave robbers, you. Yes. 26 past noon at QM. Hallelujah, man. This is exciting. Anyway, here's something also exciting. This is the last mortgage you'll ever need. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. You pay zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fee, even zero discounted points. Get the new low interest rate of just 1.25%. A $100,000 loan is only 334 a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are only 668 a month. And don't forget... Once you refinance or get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you will never, ever pay closing costs again. So call 1-800-940-LEND today. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move on to your next property without any further cost or expense. You'll pay zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs. Like I said, even when you move to another property. Get that new low-rate financing of just 1.25%. The only one mortgage is what it's called from Financial Group. For all the information, no obligation, call 1-800-940-LEND and never pay closing costs again. Financial Group, 1-800-940-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rate subject to change monthly, 4.21 APR. John. Tickets to Vegas, $427. One hotel room in Jacuzzi, $270. One eight ball of cocaine, two hundred dollars. <laughs> two teenage prostitutes, four hundred dollars. Hello, Joe. Me love you a long time. The look on my kid's face when he wakes up with a dead hooker on his lap, priceless. Daddy! There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's Mastercard. Wow. Hey, so we're back. Hmm, bassy, good sounding. The only the only problem is now. Let's see. How do I get my TV back on? Uh, remote control? You don't think my TV blew out, do you? No, I think it just, did I just turn it on or did I turn it off? Well, give it a second. You, uh, you do that on the computer, too, you know. Oh, wait a minute. You click Power it, on. It Power on. There right it is. Away. Yes. See, everything has got to, like, re, uh, well, redo right. now. The instant you know on is not on. I beg your pardon? Most TVs have instant on, which means there's current going through them all the time until the power goes off or you unplug it. Yeah. So it's got to start from scratch. Well, no, my my digital cable's got to like uh, start all over again. Well, that's okay. You don't need to worry about that. So you faxed me. There you go. Loading data. Please wait. My computer's all back up. I got my poll here. That was pretty exciting. All right. See, Clock live radio reset. What other show would get something like that? Nobody would get nothing like that. Power outage darkens downtown. 
Now, let's see. Oh, this is the old story you faxed me a while ago. Okay, that's, no, that's the update. That's the, uh, so we're back. Oh! And actually, when, when I came back after that break, yeah. Uh, what I was trying to play was... Absolutely. Because the DCS was still uh, rebooting. I see. Unfortunately, though, the uh, 360... This is inside uh, lingo, by the way, for the audience. They take notes. The 360 went back to the first bank. Oh. So instead of playing absolutely, it was like like that. Which I, I think might have been appropriate for the day. <laughs> yeah, right. But nevertheless... Now we're back. Absolutely. Okay, now what the hell do we do now? Because I got just oh, a uh, story pile of crap, right? and I brought all my copy back in here. This was exciting, folks. You got me all excited about all these stories you said you had. What? You said well, you had I a pile do, of crap. Uh, like the Mars rock photo shows the Holy Grail. You want that one? Nah. I like this story. The U.S. is now in the hands of a group of extremists by George Soros. Ooh. It's on our website. Yeah. I got the robber cuts off his own finger by mistake. Let's no. do that one first. And, uh, oh, wait till you hear this one. All you fat people out there, I'm... I, I got to be honest with you. With all due respect to everybody, uh, I'm sick of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to take a pill, and I want to get up tomorrow weigh 150 pounds. I might not look exactly like Brad Pitt, but I want to at least weigh 150 pounds. Take you know your legs I mean? off. You'd weigh I want to be doing all this other bull crap. I don't want to be uh, farting around. Can I change the time on my clock? I guess I'll do that during the break. You're very nervous with that clock I'll, flashing. I can play Celia. No, no, I got... I, Luckily, Eric has done a masterful job. Nice going, Eric. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the new uh, updated uh, right. inside page there. Isn't that great? Wonderful, resourceful. And it's also got a clock that's right on. It's 1232. In fact, it is. it must be on the atomic clock. Or no, it's, it's two seconds off of the one on City Pulse right. 24. And City Pulse. Exactly and we're synchronized with it. Dante Pizza is wherever you are. See, the good news about this is you think that I'm excited that we're back in the studio. First of all, it's more comfortable because I hear myself. Secondly, now I can make lunch. All right. Well, I mean, that, that's well, fat people. That's all we think about. That's the most important thing. Whether mm -hmm. I can actually leave the building or not, not material, because I got enough uh, pasta in there, nice sauce. I can make some lunch. Well, yeah. Look at that. Shot nice going, Eric. Balls. That thing is looking really good. Look, we ought to do this every day. You know that? We're gonna have a pretty flabbergasting response today. Do I think the audience likes something out of the ordinary. You know, ordinary they gets really that. pedestrian, predictable, boring. We don't like mm -hmm. boring. So, study links high carbs and weight loss. We'll get to that eventually. But first, robber cuts off own finger by mistake. Guess where this was? Florida? Miami Gardens. All right. A robber cut off his own pinky finger by mistake when his gunman accomplice got into a struggle with one of the victims, police said yesterday. No shots were fired. The stabbing victim was airlifted to a hospital, and both robbers remained at large. I guess in the violent act of stabbing this guy somehow, he accidentally cut his finger off, said Miami-Dade Police spokesman Robert Williams. No kin to Bobby Williams, who drives occasionally at Pompano Park. You're supposed to use a lock blade knife when you With stab people somebody. That, did the Ricans tell you that? Yes. With people who use a knife, sometimes they do cut themselves in the course of trying to stab another individual. Like O.J., for example. Right. Oh. Jonathan Johnson, 22, was hospitalized in stable <laughs> condition with several wounds, police. Said his companion, Charles Wright, 33, was uninjured. Both were walking down an alley before dawn Sunday when the gunman demanded their belongings. The second robber jumped into the fray from a hiding place when Johnson struggled. The robbers fled in the pickup truck. And the robber cut off his own pinky finger by mistake. All right. Ought to be kind of hard to find him, huh? Yeah. And it sounds like a great Michael Caine movie. The As finger. that pinky finger is running around like stabbing people in the throat and choking and gagging people. Poking people in the eye. Sounds good to me. I'm blowing my nose, by the yeah, way. It's pretty gross. I, I don't care. We're not on formality here after that last, uh, how long was that on? About an hour and a half we did it? No. 
How long did we do that? About, about an hour and ten hour. minutes. But yeah. It was okay. Got a big. I'm looking at the radar. Got a big bunch of snow and crap coming here. So those of you who like, uh, you know, the weather there, just be happy. You got nice weather. The rest of it sucks, but be happy with the weather. Do I have the log? Did I bring the log in here? I don't know. Oh yeah, I got that. Well, I, excuse me, but I got to get like back organized no, again. I had to plug cash. stuff back into the wall. Got my log here. I got the uh, Interex uh, coming up in the next break. This is golden. What are you talking about? What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? What's golden? This Showers? Kind of, this, yeah. This, this kind of screwed up radio. This kind of screwed up radio. Too bad Greg's not in town to enjoy it here and see what a great trooper we are, all of us, putting together a show out of nothing, out of uh, Matsubrai. WQAM, hello. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Pally. Uh, I know it'll be a lot of work for Eric, but uh, you guys said it's been about 30 minutes ago with all the things that Bush has done, like uh, he's like the worst president ever. Do you think you can put that up on the website, like the list no. of it? No. Well, sure, now, right. George... Wait a minute, George. Don't get panicky. George okay. played the no. Why can't we do that, George? I'll ask Mitch Lewis for his permission. George, don't be a jag-off. Uh, yeah, don't be a jag-off, George. No, no, I won't. Yeah, yes, hey, you will. George. See, I was going it's to, but now I won't. Yeah. <laughs> no, keep going, Pally. Keep going. Let him have it. Yeah. Okay, see ya. No, we can was, put it I on there. I was going to say I, I would ask Mitch Lewis for permission. And you will. Because I'm sure this guy's not the only one who would like to hear that. We're not doing it for him. We're no. doing it for everybody. I'm going to find out where he is. And you're going to go and pee on his shoes. Or something. What are you going to do to him? You probably come Something. up to his kneecap. Oh, that's, see, that's not the way I operate. Okay, let's take a look at this pool now. Let me look at it because, you know, listen to you read it. It's just, I don't know, it, it loses something in the translation, especially on the phone. That that was that was uncomfortable. i got to be very honest with you. And now that I, I made sure the heat is back on here, cranking up pretty good, I'm looking at the snow outside. It's starting to look like not a whiteout yet. Yesterday was like whiteout conditions at certain times, you know, whiteout. Mm -hmm. Did you ever live in that when you were in Montana? A whiteout conditions? Yeah. When it was snowing so hard, it was like like a, a whiteout. Like you can't see anything? Yes. Oh. Who's your choice in tonight's New Hampshire? Well, I mean, it's going on right now. We got those votes from Dixville Notch. Oh, look at that forecast, man. Minus 3, minus 5, minus 7, minus 8, minus 9, minus 4, minus 4. We're doing it, baby. Oh! No more double-digit minus. And coming a weekend, it's going to be like in the 20s again. All right. See what's not to like. Now, you might say, for example, my mother would say, who, of course, is very, very uh, uh, much of a pest and a nudge, but she would say, oh, my gosh, that's so cold, 25, 26. But when it's been like, you know, 10 below zero for a while, we right. say 25, 26. I'll take it. Hey, let's go swimming. Saturday, look at that, sunny and minus nine. I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, here's the way our poll shapes up. I think what we'll do, we'll save this, what we would anyway, and we'll compare it to the way it shapes up in New Hampshire today. New Hampshire, of course, known for their unpredictability and also for the fact, like I said in the early part of the show, that because anybody who's registered, who's a, a voter, can vote in any primary. So Republicans and independents stick their nose in this. And, of course, Jew Lieberman's counting on those uh, independents and Republicans because right. he is a Republican. Why doesn't he just change his party affiliation? Huh? I think I just might. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Anyway, Kerry's got 92. Scary John Kerry. I, I told you, you didn't believe me. Look at him. I see. If him. you can. He's scary. No. And his face looks like it's already etched on Mount Rushmore, doesn't it? Etched from Mount Rushmore. Right. Exactly. It looks like they carved him right out of the mountain. And you can almost see um, Cary Grant. And who was in that movie with him, North by Northwest? Remember oh, that when they were crawling yeah, over the uh, National Monument? I was three. Was that Eva Marie Saint? I don't know. Was it Grace Kelly? Was it? Yeah, look it up, please. North by Northwest with Cary Grant. That was a great Hitchcock movie. Uh, Dean 57, so it's 24.5% Kerry, 15.2% for Dr. Dean. 
Dr. Ne- Dean Nadell. What the hell was his name? The guy who used to be on TV? Yeah. I'm sorry, Dr. Howard Dean. 57 for him. I don't care. It's all bullshit. 56, 15%. They're not too crazy about it. Clark, 53, 14.1% for General Clark, who's got a shot in the dark. I don't care. I'm for Bush, 46, 12.2%. That seems to be a little bit down, doesn't it? By the way, he uh, asked something. What? Eva Marie Saint. Oh, I'm, I'm good. And James well, Mason. I'm... Right. What a cast. Uh, anyway, it's for old-timers like me, North by... No, actually, it's for anybody that would anybody. like uh, Hitchcock. Hitchcock North movies Northwest. are for everybody. Cary Grant was so damn good, and so was Eva Marie Saints. He was in on the waterfront with um, uh, Marlon Brando and Lee J. Cobb and Eddie Cobb. Here comes Genghis Khan on the outside. Anyway. Genghis Cobb. Uh, I don't care. I'm for Bush, 47, 12.1%. Edwards, 41, 10.6%. Poor little Dennis Kucinich with the bad hairpiece. He's such a good guy. He really tells it like it is, and nobody pays any attention to me. Want to know why, George? Why? He's a little guy. I know. <laughs> I know all about it. Huh? I know all about well, it. Well, nobody pays any attention to a little guys. You you know. I do know. It's true. It's just the way it is. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Here. Right, that's Dennis Kucinich with the bad hairpiece, 17 votes. Uh, Al Sharpton's got ten, which means we got at least ten Schwarzes out there, which is good. We like. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention this. I will after uh, Sue Lieberman's got three out of almost four hundred votes. When I was leaving on Friday from the radio station, which I was doing with a big smile on my face because I knew we wouldn't be coming back for quite a while, and I'm waiting for the light there by uh, four forty-one and um, County Line Road to go to the Turnpike. And there's a young, dark-complected guy in a pickup truck next to me, and he's uh, motioning, and I rolled down the window and big fan of the show. How do you like that? Okay. He was just ecstatic to see me. I thought, well, this is really nice because we need our spos and shows, man. We need all you ethnic people if we're ever going to combat that uh, that thing, that evil stuff. Those evil doers from that last bogus rating book. Or, or you know, maybe the rating book is true. Maybe we have no audience left. You no, know what? I noticed the checks are still coming in. Thanks a lot, right. Clarence. The check came in on time. And we still got bonus in the two categories. And we still got some bonus money. And I, you know who else I should thank? Mo. Absolutely. Right? The best part of that whole deal is, and by the way, he wasn't number two in men, but he can say whatever he wants. He was tied for fourth. But the fact that the mornings did do a little bit better, with a little help from Pharrell, by the way, uh, helped us make the extra bonus, or at least me anyway. Yeah. So I want to thank my good friend Mo, who didn't, I'm sure didn't get any bonus on his own, but helped the rest of us make some. See, that's what it should be all about, is not who went down the least, uh, but helping everybody. We would like to see Mo have a big number. I know that comes as a great shock to many people. Right. I'm not just saying that because the more, the bigger number he's got, then the more money the rest of us make. Right on. So we can still hate him like poison. Absolutely. And we do. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is we hope he gets like an eight chair. Right. Because he can pick up the slack, which is long overdue. Right? Right. Exactly. 20, 19 till 1, it, I feel so much better in here. If you had any idea, I could I take a picture if I had that little camera. What a beautiful yeah. studio this is. Mm-hmm. And the one, beautiful one these speakers, the rear. And I don't have any problem with the balance on the speakers like you do down there. You know, it, know. Everything here is just magnifico. And even after that power interruption and everything going out, within just a matter of moments, everything is just as fine as GIY. And if you really want to get hits on that website, man, take that camera around. Okay. Hey, listen, speaking of GI wine, Interrex Diabetic is truly a delicious meal replacement drink that just happens to be made for people with diabetes like me. But anybody who's interested in cutting their sugar intake down can drink it and enjoy it, too. Interrex Diabetic is sweetened with Splenda, which is made from sugar, so there's no nasty aftertaste like you get with aspartame or saccharin. Recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who can't sacrifice proper nutrition just because they're in a big few can hurry. Interrex Diabetic is a completely balanced nutritional supplement that provides all the essential vitamins and minerals needed for a healthy life, 
Plus, you get fiber antioxidants, and it's low in saturated fat and cholesterol, too. Enterworks Diabetic is also gluten-free and lactose-free as well. An 8-ounce can provides 237 calories of easily digested nutrition. To make a long story short, it tastes a hell of a lot better than any of those other drinks. Try it once. You'll never go back to whatever you were drinking before. You can pick up Enterex Diabetic all over town at CVS, Sedano's, Navarro's, Eckerd's, Walgreens, Publix, other local pharmacies all around South Florida. Or you can make that one easy call to try it for the first time. They'll send you a two-pack. Yeah. That's right. One vanilla and one chocolate for free just for calling one 866 368-3739, or you can order it uh, for free off their website at www.enterexdiabetic.com. That's E-N-T-E-R-E-X, diabetic.com, all one word. Enterexdiabetic.com, just click on free samples. Tell them that Neil sent you for the delicious one, and get yourself an additional special gift, too. Call toll-free today, 1-866-368-3739. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560, QAQAM. I missed it so boring. What's better than a live radio show every morning on TV? Well, just about anything. But that hasn't stopped MSNBC from teaming up with radio's original bad boy, who now looks like a nasty old lady. Listen, Bernie, Imus. Tell that intern this coffee sucks. <laughs> yes, every morning, see Imus listen to a tape of other people's comedy bits, live on the air. I need a hammer to bite into this muffin. You know, somebody give me a fresh one, please. Thank you. See his wild, behind-the-scenes addicts. <laughs> hey, listen to me, stupid. I am the Iman. You are the walrus cuckoo cachoo. Now get me some fresh coffee or you're fired. Imus, he's irreverent. So, uh, what's the deal with the Pope? He's topical. So, uh, what's the deal with this Watergate break? He's incoherent. I'll tell you what, that, uh, is it government president? What, what the hell is that? I don't know. He's Imus and he's boring. And he's only on MSNBC, a cable channel nobody watches, and a bunch of AM radio stations nobody listens to. And when somebody gets some fresh jingle, it's Imus. Yes. And you're right, he's terminal. Top 22, he's a dead man in a chair, make no mistake about it. Oh, my, uh, water's boiling for my tea. You want to go get it? No, next break. All right. Or I could grab it real quick right now. Go ahead. Just a whistle this Anybody ever see Celia Cruz up and down Biscayne Boulevard? Years ago, she used to do it with Ann Bishop in a red pickup truck. That's what I'm hearing. With Freddy Cruz. That's before uh, Dwight absconded with Ann's body. Or was that uh, Sandy Payton done that? That's a good poll question. Who do you think has got possession of Ann's body now? That dyke that uh, filed a lawsuit against Sandy Payton, Sandy or Dwight Lauderdale? Maybe they parceled it up. You think so? There was enough there for everybody. wonder who got the box. What did she hate me like poison, that Ann Bishop, that old Ann Bow, man. What a dyke. Nasty, miserable bitch. But she was good. She was a uh, Channel 10 Eyewitness News. Eyewitness huh? News. What was that movie that she was in with Jack? Was it in The Shining? It <laughs> was somebody else. Or was well, it Seriously, Andy? Channel 10 News was, was the on Shining. there. Wasn't it The Shining? What movie was it? The Shining. Oh, like I said, I think it was The Shining. Wasn't Jack Nicholson in that one? Yes. All day yesterday, every movie. I think Jack Nicholson was in that one. 411 votes on there, man. They're pouring in now, and Kerry's got a good solid lead on Dean. Forget about the votes in uh, New Hampshire. Let's just do it right here. Oh, I got uh, the, you know this fax that you sent me. Yeah, this has got to be for, even though it's on uh, a different. I'm sure it is too. Right, different type. Same unsigned. And I noticed at the bottom it looked like they were going to sign it and then they scratched right. it out. They did sign it and then they scratched it. Oh, now let's see if I can read through that. Let's get Sherlock Holmes to see what I can't. I can't make it out. I'll they it they the chicken light. scratched it out. Which chicken is the operative word? I mean, see when you send a fax. 
I know this comes as being revolutionary to some of you people who are a little bit slow, <laughs> but you can just make up a name. <gasps> no. Oh. But when it's totally unsigned, it's like it's like sending a message, like to Joey Zaza. You're not going to send a message that you're just too embarrassed to put a name on it. And sometimes they make up really good names too. Yeah, it makes me scream. Uh, but before that, I'll get to that eventually. Uh, two men fleeing police get stuck in the mud. Salisbury, North Carolina. I do like a nice Salisbury steak once in a great while. Yeah. Don't you? Even though they, yeah, I'm not TV talking dinner. about the frozen ones. I'm talking about in a restaurant. Real one is good, but they're my favorite TV dinner if I must have a TV yeah, dinner. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But like in a diner? Ooh, yeah. Mmm. Good old-fashioned diner. In a joint. Oh, I'm sorry. Anybody ever put a Salisbury steak in a joint? No. I've had Salisbury steak. Two men steak fleeing. After. We'll give it a try. Two men fleeing police were captured after they ran across a muddy lake bed, lost their shoes, and got mired in the muck. <laughs> what a schmucks. Kevin Chalk, 17, and Richard Neary, 20. I wonder if he's kin to Al Neary. Got know, about a quarter of a mile across the lake in near freezing temperatures early Saturday before they got stuck. It took rescuers three hours to get the men out. One was just wearing T-shirt and shorts. They'd have died if we hadn't found them, said East, East Spencer Police Sergeant James Schmierer. A couple of idiots is what they are. Well, there you go. Police began chasing the men in their car after they were clocked at 67 and a 45. The car eventually crashed into a tree. The men jumped out, ran into the woods. Neary was charged with driving with a revoked license and fleeing to elude arrest and yada yada. Anyway, get into the important facts here. Or should we take a quick call? QAM, hello. Not there. See, I gave you a shot on line two. Gave you a chance. You notice how the phones are much more frantic when I couldn't, when I wasn't in the studio. Oh yeah, like they like to kick you when you're down. They like that. No, no, it's just they were trying to help out. Now they figure, well, he's back in that studio. Yeah, he's you know, right. a piece of cake. They were trying to be helpful. Well, call back on the phone. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, any way I can get the results of yesterday's poll, the movie poll? Um, what do you need to know? Oh, just uh, you know, just who came in, where, when, and how. Uh, then I can go out and get the films. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe Eric will repost them in the features or something. Yeah, Eric can, can repost that in the features page. How's that? Oh, that'd be great. I think that's okay, so great. Just... I mean, I, I heard some of the results, and uh, I think it's a great thing to have. because uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, whatever the hell that one Pulp was. Fiction, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank was third. Yeah, but there were lots of them. I mean, there were lots down the line that I'd like to see. Yeah, lots. Eric will put it back on there uh, pretty soon. Go, Eric. All right. Thanks. You bet. When he gets around to it. No, he better do it pretty soon or, or well. Now, does he know about Josh taking over his job? I mean, Hola. just a joke, Eric. You're doing a magnificent job. Don't, you know, don't get all bent out of shape. It's just Eric's a radio show. all the shots You know, time. he of all people should know that this is just a radio show in spite of the fact that you rip him an ass behind his back all the time. But but he should know it's Say, only a radio he show. doesn't think that you're kidding. That, that's why I'm saying this, okay? If he would just grow up already. I, I make up... See, when you know that somebody is vulnerable, when you know that somebody reacts, when you know that somebody has no sense of humor about these things, that's when you keep sticking it to them, okay? Hoping that eventually they'll grow up and get a life and realize we're just funning with them, okay? I love Eric. Believe you me, he and I have a magnificent long-distance relationship now. Whoa. And, uh, you know, we got the thing going with the bedtime stories, which I apologize again. I had too many on there today. But if you take the time to go to our website, you'll find there's some really heavy-duty great stuff to read on there if you have an IQ larger than your penis or your uh, whatever, or your pubes. Although some people do have very long pubes, and they tend to leave them on t public toilet seats. That's always a bad turn-off to me, you know? Yeah, if I'm excited. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about just to take a leak. Huh? Yeah. Go into a public toilet and there's a urinal and there's like pubic hair. I just, oh all, God, all I don't want to see it. 
I don't want to see it. I don't want to know from it. Unless, of course, it's up close and personal, and I tend to be a little more choosy. At any rate, here's this fax from the same person before you're not fooling us, who's, who's just a uh, Dean Licker. And I, I, Dean's fine, okay? Dean is fine. The only problem is he's, he's just not a good politician. He cannot win. Dean delivered a speech in Iowa uh, after losing in Iowa. Dean spent two years in Iowa. Dean spent a lot of money in Iowa. Dean, if a normal person was stunned, disappointed, frustrated that after all this exhausted and exhausting effort that he didn't win in Iowa, Dean was faced with the task of trying to keep his supporters and himself energized. Dean's speech was entirely appropriate under that scenario. And it says, what's more, everybody who's commented about the scream knows it. But we're having fun with it, okay? Even he's having fun with it now. And the fact that you're so fixated with it and you still don't want to understand what I told you before after your facts from before. He lost in Iowa, just like Al Sharpton said to him. He said, you know, Governor Dean, don't be so hard on yourself. If I would have spent the money and time you did in Iowa and come in a distant third, I'd be screaming too, you know? And he, he just laughed because that's all he could do. One thing about Al Sharpton, you know, he may be a miserable, nasty uh, piece of crap, but he's he's a panic. Yeah, Maybe no. we can have him as Secretary of Comedy. Okay. Here's how beats that freaking Dennis Miller. Anyway, it goes on to say, the most that can be said is that the phony, uh, if the phony outrage harms Dean, he was not sufficiently prepared either to avoid or respond to the phony outrage over his speech. Well, there you go. And it says, what a disgraceful standard for a political performance we've sunk to. His political performance was in the election, in the caucuses, in which he came in third. Okay? In okay. addition to which, even before the <laughs> I have a scream speech, even before that, he was already dropping in Massachusetts. I mean, in New Hampshire, wherever the hell they are, some New England state, in New Hampshire. And uh, now that just kind of like, uh, you know, raised a lot of doubts about his electability. It says, nobody thinks there was anything wrong with Dean's speech. Okay. That's why if you, this is the same person that said, watch it very carefully. Well, you watch it very carefully and watch the look on Tom Harkin's face who's standing right behind Governor Dean when he starts to really, you know, in the beginning he's got to look like, okay, this is great, you know, but, but like then he starts a little bit of, you can see a little of alarm creeping into his face like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you saying? I'm saying uh, he was alarmed. I'm saying it was a three alarm job. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get, you know, acclimated back yeah, into where, yeah. I, no, I, I've actually done a tremendous job. You'd be very proud of me. I've got all my spots where they always are. i got the log over here, the, the schedule. we got the Mad Dog at 2. The Humper from the Super Bowl in Boring Houston at 4, with Ira Winderman at 5. The Big oh! at 7. See, when I was doing the thing from the other room on the phone, I couldn't do the Big oh! like that. I felt, you know, insufficient. Eddie K at 10 and Joe and Mark overnight. And, of course, in the morning, well, absolutely, doesn't even need to be said. 12.56 at 5.60 WQM, and this has only been, what, about a 70 or 80 hour show? Maybe not that long, but... About 30, man! God. If you've been looking for your hair for a long time, guess what? It's not coming back. It's not making a comeback. The answer is, get yourself some real good-looking hair from Charles Alfieri with his natural hairline system, the best in the universe. That's why even guys who are loaded with cash, if they're smart, they go to Chuck Alfieri. Look at poor Dennis Kucinich. Here's a guy who says a lot of the right things. People like what he says, but they take a look at that hairpiece and they go, just like that. So if you want to be laughed at, like Mo, for example, Absolutely. you might have a dead muskrat on your head or some pasty-looking thing that looks like Ronnie Reagan's leftover kiwi shoe polish, go right ahead. They'll laugh you their ass off at you. If you want to look like a mensch, look better and younger than you ever dreamed again, there's only one way to do it, no matter what anybody else tries to peddle you, and that's Charles Alfier's natural hairline system. You have nothing to lose but that bald spot because Charlie's got that famous 
30 days. About 30, man. Guarantee. After a month, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting laid at least 15, 20, 30, 40 times a day, Charlie will give you a full refund, no questions asked. But you won't want to get the money back because, believe you me, you'll be a happy camper. Mention Neil Rogers when you call to save an extra 200 bucks off the already reasonable price of Charlie's natural hairline system. Call him today, toll free. There's no obligation. 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413 or log on to that website at charlesalfieri.com live and local this is sports radio 560 oh this is arnold this is not a tumor it's the one to two hour one two three john Kerry didn't mess around the people love him so and this we know for It's a minute after one. Who the hell gives a flying puke about Iowa anyway? Anybody care? No. Not really. Iowans? Pretty cornball state, if you ask me. Actually, I'll say it again. I like Nebraska. I don't care what you say. I've never you been like, to Nebraska. You, you like Omaha just fine. No, but I've I think never... you're skeptical. I think most people, oh, that's the Bible Belt. That's a bunch of no. uh, yahoos. Sounds like cowboy country. That's all I'm I'm going to tell about. you something. Omaha makes Miami look like, all of South Florida look like, um, wow, Geneva, New York. Bad analogy. It makes it look like Asheville, South Carolina. Blowing Rock, North Carolina. Is Asheville in South Carolina or Northville? North, no, uh, Northville, North, North Carolina. North. Asheville, North. Well, here's the latest. Amid, and this is, see, that same faction is going to get really bent out of shape with me. I'm going to say it again. I tell you what I think. I'm not going to tell you what I think you want to hear. No, no, tell me what I think. <laughs> oh. I think you'd like to get a hold of Charlize Theron. Ooh. No matter how slippery she was, I would right. grab on. I Amid voting, her. Dean says to Kerry, stop whining. Now, is this the same Dr. Dean, the same Governor Dean, that was whining to Terry McAuliffe a couple of weeks ago about how the others in Iowa were ganging up on him and picking on him bad? That's true. And it was bad for uh, the party? With voters in New Hampshire casting ballots in the first Democratic presidential primary, former and, and let me, before I get into this, just say one thing. That's a really good sign. In Iowa, they had double the number of people show up for the caucuses as they did in uh, right. 2000. That is a good sign. And in New Hampshire, they're going to break all records, even though they've got a little bit of snow, not a big storm. But they're going to break all records for turnout in New Hampshire, they said. They're confident of that. We know what that means. That means that bye-bye W, bye-bye W, which is maybe wise. The caller called earlier and said that the Rush people are hysterical, yes. the right-wingers, because they know that it's just a matter of they time. count on complacency. Here's our message to George W. Bye, bye, bye. Right. I just mentioned that in passing. Woo, that's exciting news. Yeah, I really believe it. With voters in New Hampshire casting ballots, uh, Vermont, former Vermont Governor Howard Dean said today that front-running Senator John Kerry should stop whining about his critics. Kerry has led the New Hampshire poll since his come-from-behind win in the Iowa caucuses last week. Uh, I was the front-runner in this race for a long time. Everybody threw everything they could at me, Dean told CNN's this morning, America, uh, American Morning. 
Oh, that's the show with that uh, Bim Bet on there. And with Bill Hummer. One of the things John will have to learn as a frontrunner is to stop whining when people say something different about him. Kerry, who was interviewed earlier on CNN, defended his votes on both uh, the uh, war in uh, Iraq and the, uh, whatever, the uh, 82, the 92, whatever, the uh, Gulf War. Said Dean was completely wrong attacking his record. I stood up for the security and common sense with respect to the soldiers who fight wars. I've been one of those soldiers, said Kerry, a decorated Vietnam veteran who became a prominent anti-war activist. And yada, yada, yada. But Dean said Kerry will have to learn to be tough now that he's riding at the top of the polls. I had to take it all summer. He'll have to take it now, he said, Dean. He didn't say where to take it. Black but I think he had that in mind. Don't you think? Yes. That's probably what he's thinking about. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. There's Judy Woodruff on CNN. All right, Judy Woodruff. Hey, all right, Judy Woodruff. See, she's running. She wouldn't get too many votes after that speech, that religious crap she was spewing there last year. All that bull crap. Hey, Judy, I used to like you a little bit, but you know why I liked her? Because she used to work with Bernard Shaw. Now, if we had Bernie Shaw this year, then we could roll up our sleeves and do, do, do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then even Governor Dean could roll up his sleeves and let it loose, and we could still make some headway. See, this business about, well, there was nothing wrong with that speech. The problem is that the, the, the rap on him all along was that he didn't have the temperament to be president. How many times have we heard that in hour? About 30, man. And when somebody tells you that and you just kind of like get carried away and you give them this great photo opportunity and there was, you know they're going to show 8 million times, uh, that's what happens. So I would agree there was basically nothing wrong. I mean, he got a little carried away, but, but the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, this is uh, he needed to keep his cool and he doesn't know how to do that. And even uh, Judy, Dr. Judy there, says, uh, you know, when the veins in his neck start popping, is that what she said in that bit? Yes. Sometimes I hate him. Sometimes I hate him. Even with his Shana Punam. 114 for Kerry. 25.3%. As we teach Yiddish to the Goyim, even the Spicks. 449 votes on our poll. Your choice for today in New Hampshire. Dean, 74. 16.4%. So it's about a nine-point gap. I don't care. It's all Bullschmidt, 68. Wesley Clark's got 60. I think he's going to do better than some people think. What do you think? Yes, he will. I don't care. I'm for Bush, 52. That's down to 11.5%. All right. Oh! See? Edwards, 45, 10%. Dennis Kucinich, 20, 4.4%. If you had better hair, Dennis, if you had gone to Charles Alfieri, you could be in double digits. I guarantee it. Too late. Al Sharpton, 10. And Jew Lieberman's got only 6. Oy! He's got 1.3%. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Let's hear it. Come on, let's go. Let's get with these calls. See, I, you're right. I should go back in the phone in the other room. <laughs> right. Then be sympathetic. The phones were smoking. They were smoldering with that. Or you you see it? That urgent ring. Right. When the f lines are just flashing frantically. Now there's not a line of tinkling even. They flash loudly. Yeah. There's not even there's not even like a little tinkle on there. And of course, the person who sent those two anonymous faxes. Do you think they're going to call? No. No. No balls. Now, is the phone working now, or do we have some kind of a... Uh... Oh, there you go. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Radio action yesterday. From 4 to 6, I ran into a program called Politically Simple, something like that. With, Politically uh, Simple? Political something. Richard Pearl was the host. Oh, my. Richard Pearl was the host? Yes, it was called Simple Politics, some crazy thing like that. But yeah. let me tell you, it was pretty interesting, though. But what is your opinion on that guy? Richard Pearl? Yeah. What, fascist. What, what's his background? Fascist. He's a fascist? 
Nazi. Wow, but he was talking Cook. pretty pretty bad about uh, President Cook. Bush and everything that he's done lately. Richard Prohl was talking bad. Sir, yes. I think you need to get yes. your hearing uh, fixed. No, Neil, I'm telling you. I'm talking serious. bad about what? What was he talking about? Um, just Bush's policy on the war in Iraq, how... Uh, Shaming Halliburton and it's all a big... Get out of here. You're crazy, Bernie. Richard Pearl, my ass. Maybe he was listening to Minnie Pearl. Yeah. Boy, he doesn't know the name of the program. He doesn't know where the hell he heard it, but the guy's name was Richard Pearl. Sure. Wow. See, this goes to show you how dangerous America is. Mm-hmm. Anybody with a radio, TV, or a pop-up toaster can be really dangerous in a matter of moments. Or a couple of hanging chads. By the way, in fact, that's what... Um, that's what TC is thinking about on Passions, hanging Chad. See, you have no idea what that nope. means. Well, too bad. I know. Getting pretty emotional. Oh, and I'm glad I mentioned that Passions today is a must-watch. With all due respect to my close friend, the Mad Dog, uh, listen to the radio with one ear and watch Passions through uh, with, uh, on NBC. A must-watch. The gratuitous Let's Get Miguel Naked Again scene is in there, but the most important thing is what uh, comes later on. It's just amazing. Shocking. Or actually, it was a little before that, I think. When Luis gets propositioned by a gay, um, what do you call the guys that were a porter in a hot, not a porter, what do you call them? What do you call the guy that does what now? Like a paramedic in the hospital. An orderly. And, or that's the word, a gay orderly in a hospital. A, Excellent. A gorderly. He gets propositioned and then he goes to uh, fix Hank's, Hank's do. You know the lovely Hank? Not our Hank. I'm not, <laughs> no, not quite that big. Not that lovely. That was funny. But uh, he, uh, moose or gel. It, it's a great scene. Only on Passions could you see it. The the writers must have been doing extra mushrooms before they wrote that episode. Got to check it out today. Trust me. Or not. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Hey, uh, the, show, the show's called Simply Politics, and it's on Waxy, and the guy's, the host is called Richard Pearl. No. Yeah, it but is. That, but that, 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 that's a local person, though. Yeah, it is. That's what the guy was talking about. Oh, see, but he doesn't know which Richard Pearl it is. Is the guy's name really Richard Pearl? Yes, but it's spelled differently. Yeah, a little oh. bit, right. <laughs> okay, thanks, Pally. Yeah, see, uh, okay, so we shouldn't knock that guy that much, but uh, see, if somebody says to me, what do you think of Richard Pearl, P-E-R-L-E, yeah. -E, <laughs> there's only one Richard Pearl I know of, and I start hearing uh, boots stomp, and that's just what I start hearing. Paul Wolfowitz, Richard Pearl, all of these people, okay? But anyway, why would anybody be listening to Waxy, 790? Well, people buy their way on that station. It's like a time broker. Right. Oh, my God. I, I listen to it in the afternoon sometimes on the way home. Get out. If I, uh, The Catholic Church show starts at 3. Oh, I'm listening hallelujah. To I'm going to bless you, my child. When I replace it. Okay, well, thanks for the info. Now, that was good. You see, that was constructive. He strained the guy. You won't apologize to the other guy that you're ripping the ass. I apologize. Okay. He won't accept it. Richard Pearl. Okay, well, this is the Paul Wolfowitz show. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, they'll recognize the voice, so the regular listeners don't know it's me, but maybe we'll con some of the right-wingers in there, get some of Russia's audience. It's the Paul Wolfowitz show. And I'm Ken Lane. You know, and drop in a few lines like, You understand the Gestapo keeps track of everyone. Yeah, things like that, so they'll feel like it's sufficiently right-wing. We'll start catching some of them votes. Duh. 5670560. Oh, WQN, hello. Yeah, things like that. So they'll feel like QAN. Yo! Yes, sir. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Sorry to hear you're having some uh, testicle difficulties. Not anymore, man. We got it straightened out now. We got it uh, straightened hard. Well, now you're in luck. I'm the highest Hallie guy. Any yeah. Que any questions for me? Hi, <laughs> 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 Any questions for me? That was good. That was precious. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you taking, man, and where can we get some? What are you on, and where do we get it? And when are you going? He must know Wilma. You think? You think he knows Wilma? Doesn't everybody? Oh, God. She gets around. I'm in no rush to meet her. 
Okay, how's that poll coming? Everybody get on that and also get on our website. We've got 80 million very important stories for you that could save your life. Oh, and speaking of that, don't let me forget this study. This goes to show you just how desperate us fat people are. And I, I, I admit it. Most fat people are in denial. But I admit it. We are desperate. Study links high carbs and weight loss. Wait till you hear this. You're, you're, are you right, absorbing that? Locked in. High carbs, high carbs and, right. and weight loss. Well, put that on hold in your brain while we do the break. I'm holding my brain. Twelve minutes after, well, look at that big storm in New York coming up tonight. New York and Boston are going to have like 10 to 12 inches of a nor'easter. You're going to freeze. Well, let me look out the window right now. No, actually, this is uh, tomorrow. This is all going to be gone here. It's it's pushing. It's pushing hard. Push it good. Uh, I can't see a damn thing. It's just like uh, white. It's just white outside, like a winter wonderland, like a fairy wonderland, you know? Well, of course, Toronto, it's a fairy wonderland every day. Hey, guys, last time you looked at it, you decided it's just too small, speaking of that. It just doesn't impress women or anybody else. It definitely doesn't last as long as it used to. We're talking about your paycheck, of course. Boy, that Todd Wreck, what a comedian, huh? <laughs> what a yucker. Call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to start that new high-paying computer career. In just four short months, Fast Train can help you get yourself a new high-paying computer career and change your life for the much better. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow, so call Fast Train today at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. With seven locations, Fast Train's bound to have a campus nearby you. Fast Train offers job placement, financial assistance for people who qualify, and with day-night and weekend classes, there's no excuse for you to stay in a dead-end job no more. If you register now, you can have your new high-paying career in just four short months. So in other words, let's see, what is it now? January, February, March, April, May. In other words, by the spring. Call Fast Train toll-free right now at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN or check them out on that wicked worldwide web at FastTrain.com because now you, too, can have a big one like Todd Dreck. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. No way to go through life, son. How can you make love to your wife if she's at that camp? Yeah, lose some weight! Shut up, fat boy! And I'm going to forklift her out to the front lawn. You need to lose six pounds off of your face. She's fat and stupid. Get in my belly! I'm not fat! No more fat and sugar in the morning. We're eating healthy. But you can't look fat in an x-ray. So, um, is she fat? Don't blame us for your fat ass. Yeah, it seems I'm really fat so burger material. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. You're a fat idiot. You blink your eye and she's morbidly obese. Okay, so anyway, study links high carbs and weight loss. We're all fat. We're big as a house. Oh, the good news is we got the power back. The bad news is it's like the end of the world outside. I just went in the uh, living room where I had opened up the drapes and the whole thing. I mean, I can just see white from where I'm sitting right now through the curtains. But looking right through the window in there, it's like uh, snowing and blowing and blizzard. And uh, the, the handful of people that are out there, like, uh, you know, hanging on for dear life so they don't get blown away. I just, it's it's really neat to look at it from the inside, you know, oh, like yeah, a picture I, postcard. I, I remember. I will not be going outside. Anyway, in the midst of the low-carb craze, a new study suggests that by eating lots of carbohydrates and little fat, it is possible to lose weight without actually cutting calories and without exercising either. Oh, sounds perfect. 
The study was small, consisting of just 34 overweight adults who either ate the recommended diet for three months, ate the recommended diet and exercised regularly, or ate pretty much what the hell they usually eat. All meals were prepared for participants who were instructed to eat as much as they wanted. That's bad, bad advice. They were also told to re, uh, return any uneaten food, which the researchers said enabled them to calculate calorie intake. Many doctors dispute whether people can lose weight without reducing their food intake, and at least one question the study's accuracy, but the diet is more compatible with conventional notions of healthful eating than the fatty, low-carb Atkins or South Beach diets. Participants on a recommended diet lost about 7 pounds without cutting calories and without exercise, and almost 11 pounds with 45 minutes of stationary bike riding four times a week. The control group lost no weight. you follow that? No. Participants on the recommended diet lost about 7 pounds without cutting calories and without exercise. Okay. Foods on the successful diets included the high-fiber cereal, vegetarian chili, whole wheat spaghetti, many fruits and vegetables, and skim milk. Daily calories total about 2,400, similar to participants' usual consumption. Okay? The control group also received prepared meals with similar calories, but the foods included fatty things like sausage, scrambled eggs, macaroni and cheese. Oh, I love that. French fries, whole milk, and fewer fruits and vegetables. All right. Okay, well, you know, it's just another pile of crap is what it is. Whatever works for you, okay? Whatever works for you. Like getting snowed in for a couple of weeks, you'd lose a lot of weight, especially if you don't have much in the uh, cupboard, if the cupboard is bare. What do you do in that case? That uh, I guess you order t uh, delivery. Right on. See, this being a real a real city, you can order like almost anything. I mean, chinks and Italian and uh, Greek. Uh, well, that's another story. <laughs> What's your choice in the New Hampshire primary today is our poll question. 484 votes. If we don't get to 550 by 2 o'clock, George is doing the show the rest of the week because I'm sick. Well, I mean, I, I think we made a miraculous recovery today. I think I made a miraculous recovery. Sure. From the depths of despair and, of course, just getting over this cold, getting my voice back mm -hmm. and drinking all this damn herb tea, which, by the way, strawberry kiwi is the best. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm. I like kiwis. It's, um, what, what's the brand again? The herbal tea? Celestial seasonings. Celestial seasonings, strawberry kiwi, uh, caffeine-free, uh, tea. Man, it is the best. If sounds you drink good. too much, you'll spend a lot of time in the tea room, but it's good. Mm. Is it even better than hyacinth hibiscus? Oh, God. Okay, here's the deal. 484 votes. Kerry 120. Dean 81. 24.7% for Scary John Kerry. 16.7% for Howard Dean. Precincts are seeing heavy turnout, by the way, in a vote, like I told you. That's the latest on CNN and the Certainly Not News Network. Big heavy turnout. And guess, guess who the heavier turnout is supposed to favor? I know. I'll, I'll give you one guess. <laughs> Governor Dean. Because he's so got excited. Hysterical mad factor that keeps like chewing me out like I had something to do with it. Uh, he just might pull us off. You never know. Nearly 38% have no party preference of the voters in New Hampshire. Which I don't, I don't know. They I, have no... I have a problem accepting that. Right. That's like not having a favorite color, favorite food. Yeah. Well, here's a Justin says Richard Pearl is on 790 AM, Monday 4 to 6. Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. It is not the asswipe that's with a bushwhacking group. Well, that's obvious. He puts his own money up for the show, which is obvious. If you haven't listened to him, you should because he's putting out all the facts about the hijacked country from Bush and his assholes. Well, that's great, Justin, but I'm not going to be listening to him because, number one, I'm not there. And, number two, if I were there, I wouldn't listen to it. And, number three, uh, I don't want to hear about that. I mean, we already know that. But in number any four, case, how many listeners has he got? About 30, man. In any case, what? You go, Dick. Yeah, go, Dick. 
Kerry 121, Dean 81, I don't care, it's a lot of Bullshit 78. Clark 62, I don't care, I'm for Bush 57, 11.6%, now looking big. Edwards 52, Kucinich 21, Sharpton 13, and Jew Lieberman's got Oy. six. Six matzo balls, he doesn't know where to stick them. <laughs> well, that sounds good, you know, a nice big bowl of hot matzo ball soup. Yes, it does. I know where to get it, too, but I'm sure as hell not going there today. Bet you they deliver. No, they don't. You don't take out taxi? Huh? Take out taxi. They deliver everything. Oh, they do? Here yeah, we have that. I'm sure we have that. You must. Have some is that, is that what I ought to do? I don't want to do that. Go through all that folder. All I can make me a nice big pot of spaghetti. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty <laughs> on the spaghetti, AT&T. I love spaghetti, man. If I if there was just one food I could eat the rest of my life, forget about the ice cream, forget about sugar, just spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh yeah. With sliced up hot dogs. I could just eat butter noodles. The only problem is uh, no uh, weenies. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just like put on all my head. Maybe I'll rough it. Okay, how's that sound? Do it. Do it. I have a scarf. I got my heavy winter coat. I got my toque. Yeah, you got boots. I mean, you can't be in Canada without a toque. I don't need no boots. Are you crazy? Who the hell needs boots? Uh, people boots are walking the boots are for snow. pansies, man. Oh, I All need right. some boots. Yeah. And I think I'm going to rough it and go to the store. All you right. think? Why the hell not? You can okay, do it. so it's blowing hard. Listen, you're fat. You got all that insulation. That's right. Give it a shot. Then I can, and even if I'm not sick, I can pretend and call in sick the rest of the week, even if we do get to 550. Somebody faxes me, says, political movies. This is our good faxer, W.A. and Del Rey, who should know better. Come on, W.A., I'll get with it. Bob Roberts. Didn't, uh, wasn't Bob Roberts on our poll yesterday? Uh, Didn't yeah. I recommend it highly to you and say I'm going to bring it back when I come home and uh, you can see it? Yes. yes. With Tim Robbins. It's great. Primary colors, John Travolta plays a Clinton-esque candidate. Now, isn't that the one where they got the wagging the dog thing from Primary Colors? Or am I wrong? I, I'm not sure. They did have a... I think it was probably Wag the Dog. Is movie, they got yeah, right, from. Wag the Dog. With Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. The only reason I know that is because it's on here. Well, I haven't seen either one of them. The Man, James Earl Jones, plays the first African-American president. He the Man. No Way Out, Naval Officer Kevin Costner investigates a killer close to Secretary of Defense uh, Gene Hackman. Surprisingly good. Uh, Prince Jack, an irreverent look at the JFK myth. Truman, Gary Sinise, rocks as the president that fired MacArthur, dropped the bomb, and said the buck stops here. And Pat to the war, how LBJ got caught in the morass of Vietnam, the last film of John Frankenheimer of Manchurian Candidate fame. And Reindeer Games, too. Excellent uh, list there, W.L. and Del Rey. Like I said, you redeem yourself. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. WQAM. Yes, sir. How's it going? Hey, I got a poll idea for tomorrow. Okay. Um, who would it take for you to vote for George Bush? Who would yeah. it take? Yeah. What, what does that mean? Like, uh, who could it be running against that you would vote? You'd rather vote for Bush? Oh, okay. That, that's a good idea. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, like a hey, thanks, pal. Right, Excellent idea. We'd have to word it a little better, though. Okay. Well, the, the guy gave us a good idea. See, see what I mean about George, Josh? He is such a hard ass. You don't give anybody, you don't cut anybody even like a half an inch of slack. What's your point? You're a hard ass. You're yeah. a guava loving hard ass spick. Yeah. The guy comes up with an excellent suggestion. It was suggestion. a great idea. I said, we have to, well, have to worry a little, little bit better. Like, you're not here. I mean, he's trying to, like, put it into words. How often have I done that? A million times, okay? Me too. Good, man. Right. I'm knocking the guy. But you're knocking, idea. man. You're knocking. And the reason he's probably uh, reeking. I don't know. we got to word it a little better. I think he was Colombian. No, that, that's I good. Let's say it again. Let's write it out. No, no, I'm just I'm going to write it out. All right. Uh, which? How do you how do you say it? I'm not going to say nothing now. No, seriously. Which <laughs> candidate? Uh huh. 
uh, would have to I mean? run against Bush for you to vote for Bush. <laughs> huh? I don't know how else you say it. Which candidate? Okay, let's try it again. Who would the Democrats have to run for you to vote for Bush? The Democratic. Who would the Democratic candidate have to be? Excuse me, I'm writing pretty slow for an old fart. Who would the Democratic candidate have to be? For you to well, vote no, for Bush. You, now, obviously, you, we'll have right. those who are already for Bush and those who wouldn't vote for him under any circumstances no, like I don't, me. I don't think that's the idea that the guy had. And, and I don't what was the idea then? That we could just put anybody on the list because if you do it that way, the candidates that are already on there, Lieberman's going to win. It's just going to be the upside-down version of the uh, poll we've already been So then, then what did he have in mind then? Like, explain who, it to me. Who, what human being alive on planet Earth right now could they run against Bush that would make uh, you vote for Bush? I see. I sure like that a lot better because yeah. that will kill much more time. Sure. <laughs> right. I got, I got one. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> if I had to choose between those two, I just, I just leave the country. Well, that's Ooh. what I already did. Thank God. <laughs> Twenty, maybe, I, maybe I was Prussian. Twenty-eight past one at five sixty WQM. Hey, welcome in the Chinese New Year with the Emerald Coast. From now through February the eighth, join the Emerald Coast for its traditional Chinese New Year specialties. Holiday specials include roasted duck. Suckling pig, can I say that? No. Sweet and sour fish and an assortment of Chinese dumplings served every evening during the New Year's celebration. With every meal, every child receives a traditional Chinese New Year lucky charm. And China Emerald Coast, of course, has its regular buffet goodies all waiting for you, like six different kinds of soups, New York strip made to order in their sizzling Asian grill, their brand new seafood Saint Jacques, oysters on a half shell, Alaskan stone crabs, middle neck clams, jumbo shrimp scampi every night. If you still have room, try the hand-carved primary of the new Thai specialties. And please don't ever forget that there's no MSG, no cornstarch, no MSG headaches, no crap at the Emerald Coast. They use only cholesterol-free oils and all are cooking, too. The buffet features a full salad bar, the new sushi bar, fresh from cocktail as well. And if you have any room at the end, I don't know how you could, but if you do, bring along that crowbar and make some room for dessert because they got a full dessert station with Belgian waffles, pies, and cakes pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and even fresh fruit. The Emerald Coast, three locations for you for a real feast anytime. Sunrise, Pine Island of 44th Street, North Miami Beach, Collins Avenue just north of 163rd Street, and in Pembroke Pines at the intersection of Flamingo and prestigious Pembroke Roads. So take the whole family, book your next business luncheon right now, and let the folks at the Emerald Coast cook up a feast for you. Take out and delivery available, too. Call 954-572-3822. That's 954-572-3822. For the amazing, unbeatable, unmatchable Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. All the games you bet, all the games you bet, getting into debt, getting into debt, getting into debt. Rose Live! 
134 at 560. He's fired up about it. George Soros writes, gee, you don't think I'm going to read this, do you? Could you please? Yes. In uh, yesterday's Guardian UK newspaper, the headline is, The U.S. is now in the hands of a group of extremists. He's my hero. The invasion of Iraq was the first practical application of the pernicious Bush doctrine of preemptive military action, and it elicited an allergic reaction worldwide, not because anyone had a good word to say about Saddam Hussein, but because we insisted on invading Iraq unilaterally without any clear evidence that he had anything to do with 9-11 or that he possessed weapons of mass destruction. The gap in perceptions between America and the rest of the world has never been wider. Abroad, America is seen as abusing the dominant position it occupies. Opinion at home has been led to believe that Saddam posed a clear and present danger to national security, only in the aftermath of the Iraqi invasion are people becoming aware that they've been misled. Even today, many people believe that 9-11 justifies behavior that would be unacceptable in normal times. The ideologues of American supremacy and President Bush personally never cease to remind us that 9-11 changed the world. It is only as the untoward consequences of the invasion of Iraq become apparent that people are beginning to realize something has gone woefully wrong. We've fallen into a trap. The suicide bomber's motivation seemed incomprehensible at the time of the attack. Now a light begins to dawn. They wanted us to react the way we did. Perhaps they understood us better than we understand ourselves. And we've been deceived. When he stood for election in 2000, President Bush promised a humble foreign policy. I contend that the Bush administration has deliberately exploited 9-11 to pursue policies that the American public would not have otherwise tolerated. The U.S. can lose its dominance only as a result of its own mistakes. At present, the country's in the process of committing such mistakes because it's in the hands of a group of extremists whose strong sense of mission is matched only by their false sense of certitude. This distorted view postulates that because we are stronger than others, we must know better and must have right on our side. That is where religious fundamentalism comes together with market fundamentalism to form the ideology of American supremacy. We may have more difficulty in perceiving the absurdity of pursuing supremacy by military means because we've learned to rely on military power and we particularly feel the need for it when our very existence is threatened. But the most powerful country on earth cannot afford to be consumed by fear. To make the war on terrorism the centerpiece of our national strategy is an abdication of our responsibility as the leading nation of the world. The U.S. is the only country that can take the lead in addressing problems that require collective action, preserving peace and economic progress, protecting the environment, and so on. Whatever the justification for removing Sodom, there can be no doubt that we have invaded Iraq on false pretenses. Wittingly or unwittingly, President Bush deceived the American public in Congress and rode roughshod over our allies' opinions. The gap between the administration's expectations and the actual state of affairs couldn't be wider. We put at risk not only our soldiers' lives, but the combat readiness of our armed forces. We're overstretched and our ability to protect our power has been compromised. Yet there are more places where we need to protect our, project our power than ever. North Korea is openly building nuclear weapons. Iran is doing so clandestinely. The Taliban is regrouping in the Pashtun areas of Afghanistan. The cost of occupation and the prospect of permanent war weigh on our economy, and we're failing to address the festering problems both at home and globally. If we ever need proof that the neocons' dream of American supremacy is misconceived, America, or Iraq has provided it. It's hard to imagine how the plans of the Defense Department could have gone more awry. We find ourselves in a quagmire that is in some ways reminiscent of Vietnam. Having invaded Iraq, we can't extricate ourselves. Domestic pressure to withdraw is likely to build, as in the Vietnam War, but withdrawing would inflict irreparable damage on our standing in the world. In this respect, Iraq is worse than Vietnam because of our dependence on Middle East oil. Nobody forced us into it, but on the contrary, everyone warned, warned us against it. Admittedly, Saddam was a heinous tyrant, and it was a good thing to get rid of him, but at what cost? The occupying power serves as a focal point for attracting terrorists and radicalizing Islam. Our soldiers have to do police work in full combat gear. 
and the cost of occupation is estimating at a staggering $160 billion for the fiscal years 2003 and 4, 73 billion for 2003 and 87 billion in a supplemental request for 2004 submitted at the last minute in September of 3. Of the $87 billion, only $20 billion is for reconstruction, but the total cost of reconstruction is estimated at $60 billion. For comparison, our foreign aid budget for 2002 was only $10 billion. There's no easy way out. The Bush administration is eager to get the U.N. more involved, but is unwilling to make the necessary concessions. We have no alternative to sticking it out and paying the price for our mistake. Eventually, a different president with a different attitude to international cooperation may be more successful in extricating us. The U.S. is not the only country at the center of the global capitalist system, but it's the most powerful and the main driving force behind globalization. The European Union may equal the U.S. in population and gross national product, but it is far less united and far less comfortable with globalization. In military terms, the EU doesn't even qualify as a power because members of it make their own decisions. Insofar as any nation is in charge of the world order, it is the U.S., that is not to suggest that other countries are exempt from having to concern themselves with the well-being of the world. Their attitudes are not without consequence, but it's the U.S. that matters most. If Bush is re-elected in 2004, his policies can be written off as an aberration, and America resume its rightful place in the world. But if he is re-elected, the electorate will have endorsed his policies, his policies, and we will have to live with the consequences. But it isn't enough to defeat Bush at the polls. The U.S. must examine its global role and adopt a more constructive vision. We cannot merely pursue narrow national self-interest. Our dominant position imposes a unique responsibility. George Soros in yesterday's uh, Guardian UK. 20 till 2 at 560 QAM. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Mr. Mary Catherine, Jesus. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story, we take a good, hard, stiff look into stardom. They have the same name as the dog in The Wizard of Oz. But that's where their similarity to anything interesting ends. They were Toto. We found the music of Toto to be tremendously effective in curing insomnia. Marvin Nodoff is the founder of a sleep disorder research lab in Palo Alto, California. I mean, those f start playing and bam, you are out, man. Check it out. Oh, hey, I hope nobody's driving when they hear this. <laughs> Unfortunately, Marvin, several people are driving right now. Hey, just to know that Toto's music, my music, is being used to heal people, you know? I mean, what more could an artist want? What? Huh? Congratulations, Toto frontman David Page. You are the 100th celebrity on our program to refer to yourself as an artist. When in fact you really flow. Oh wow. Um, what an honor. Toto's founder and lead singer David Page was suitably stunned at receiving his undue acclaim for being a pretentious mother. Bored with him, we returned to the sleep disorder clinic where Toto's chart-topping hit Africa was curing insomniacs in record numbers. Toto, what can be said about them that hasn't already been said about watching paint dry? It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight on Inside the Behind. 145 at 560. WK, remember what I said a couple of minutes ago about bundling up and braving the weather and going outside? Yeah, you decided not. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my best suggestion. I just uh, went in the living room and looked out the window. Man, yeah. it is a blizzard like the Woo. end of the world. It is just just unreal. You couldn't walk out in that if uh, your life depended on it. I'll you just have that. to, like, commit sausages. 
So I just uh, have a little speaking of sausage, a little uh, pasta. Huh? I got plenty of soda in the house, a little uh, more herb tea to soothe my throat, take a nice long nap before you know it. It's time for the show tomorrow. So I wrote out the poll for tomorrow. Who would be the Democratic candidate? Who would the Democratic candidate have to be for you to vote for Bush? There you go. And of course, I'm for Bush regardless. Ooh. Mm, are you really going to give them an out? An oot? Yes, All yes, right. yes. You know, give them a place to go, a place to roost, okay? they got to have somewhere to go. Hopefully, on, maybe on Mars would be good. Oh, speaking of that, now that opportunity, the twin of spirit is uh, sitting there near the rock formations, and they're one in a, what do they say, one in a trillion uh, chance that it would land there? Right. Uh, Opportunity's Meridiani Planum landing site was chosen because it's believed to be full of iron-bearing hematite. The semi-precious mineral usually forms on Earth in the presence of... Life? Water. Oh. Leading scientists to believe that water once flowed there. Principal investigator Steve Squires called the spot the hematite capital of the solar system. Well, if that be true, which I have no way how he would know that, but if that's true, that means water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. But don't be flushed it down because there might be some life in that sink. Right? Satan. Life on Mars, baby. How do they really... I bet you they're scurrying now to kind of like come up with some new chapters, huh? Maybe with some new apostles and some new chapters and some new getchkeys. Oh, how how did God take time to put life on Mars when the Earth is supposed to be the center of the universe and everything revolves around the Earth? They have a pat answer for anything that exists that is not well, I'm represented to hear it. in the Bible. I'm waiting to hear it. The Bible discusses things that exist. It doesn't discuss everything that exists. I see. Well, why not? Because it's all you need to know. We're on I mean, need God to know basis. Abraham, didn't God give uh, Moses all these, the, the these tablets? The he law. said, take two and call me in the morning? See, we're on a need-to-know basis from God. We know The Bible <laughs> gives us everything that we need Well, you to know, know something? Somebody better call him up, because we sure as hell don't know too much. Especially the way things are going lately. Uh, it's got everything you need. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. Well, I'll tell you, seriously, I, this feels today like a 40-hour, I feel like a marathon yes. man. Ooh, Marathon Man, I got that drop in here. Do you? Somewhere. I'm waiting for it. I thought it was in here. Yeah, well, take your time. We only got a few minutes to kill anyway. WQAM, <laughs> hello. Here we go. Is it safe? Oh, Neil? Yes, sir. No, God came here for one reason. Reverend Jones. He came yeah, it's there. Reverend Jones. He came here to get rid of your ass. That's, That's why. Three. In fact, he's sending you to the moon, man. You and Alice are both going to the moon. That's three times for Reverend Jones today. Schmuck. Get a life. And by the way, Dick Feinberg says, don't ever come back to the track unless you got a bucket full of money. Really? He hangs out at the track, does he? Huh? He hangs out at the track? At Pompano Park, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I'm going to tell Wally Hennessy to whip him into shape. Hey, Wally, win a race this month. What do you say, eh? No. Boy, is he a stiff this month. Well, what can you do? At Wally, it's the way it goes. WQAM, hello. QAM. What's up, Neil? Yes, sir. Turn that radio off, please. Turn that radio down, man. I, I just did. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Did you catch uh, that Dean thing last night on TV? The what thing? The Dean's talking about some uh, politics with some kids in school and uh, you have to worry it. No. You didn't? Missed it. How's the world in Canada? <laughs> he is the best. Wow. He is my what? <laughs> no, he is the best. He touches all the bases, baby. Even Pete Rose never touched that many. Well, who's your choice in that New Hampshire primary? I think this is the uh, last time. Oh, we got the 550 we need to keep you off the air the rest of the week. All right. Like I said, once oh. we get 8,000 votes, Kerry 134, 24.3%. Dean 88. And it's really great. He's got 16 percent. 
doing better here. I, I think he's going to come in second. I really do. Don't you? Yes. All that crap about him coming in third. <laughs> in fact, maybe he'll even pull it out. Hey, Carry uh, 134, Dean 88. I don't care. It's all a bunch of bullshit. 87. Clark, 66. I don't care. I'm for Bush. 65, 11.8%. <laughs> Edward, 63. Right on Bush's ass. Kucin <laughs> is 25. Sharpton, 15. And Jew Lieberman's got <laughs> 7. Out of 550, only 1.2%. Why hey, is he wasting everybody's time, huh? I think. Why are they wasting all of that good homentage yeah, that yeah. some useful human being might be enjoying so much? WQAM, hello. Now that is the sound of silence. Have you ever heard a line sound that dead in your life? <laughs> wow. WQAM, hello. Another one. QAM, hola. Can we please add Jackie Johnson to my poll? <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right. Yeah, you like to you like to stick Jackie Johnson on your poll any day, man. All right. You really wish. And Spinner. That skank. That. Oh, brother! I think of that poll the other day. That was something. Well, maybe they like a donkey puss. I don't know. WQAM. Hello. What is the story here, man? I don't. Know. WQAM. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How do you do? How much would you pay to take that Reverend fella out? Mm -hmm. It's him again. No, it's not. He calls all the time, that Reverend guy. That's not him. Okay. That's not me. No, it's not you. You're not clever enough to be him. It's not him. It was Believe him. me, it's not First it's of all, there's two of them. What? It's him and a buddy. Yeah. Don't you read the credits on the CD that they sent you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. You really, you need uh, rehab is what you need. Okay. You and Rush I think can you're go going out there to Arizona. Speaking of Rush. Yeah. They're tag-teaming. Why, why are you so whipped up about this? Why I'm not. I, I keep trying why to give you good advice. About it? You won't listen to me. I, I don't really care. I, okay, you're right. Whatever you say, every right. call is Reverend Jones and his no, tag-team pal. Those okay? guys. Every those call. Okay? All right. Everyone. You watch. This next okay. one. You'll see. WQM Reverend Jones line. Hello. Jackie Johnson. Please suck my butt. <laughs> Now, was that Reverend Jones? No, of course not. That's a heterosexual okay. man calling. So which one? That was a heterosexual calling, obviously. You don't know which Jack Johnson he's talking about. He's talking about Jack Johnson. Johnson's Jack. 152 at 560 QM. Thank God it'll be over soon. Man, the pain is just unbearable. Live, live and local. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. A bitch. Hey, Perot. What? By the way, son, I've been giving it some thought. See? Well, what do you think it is? I knows that me and you can do much better. Go in six to ten and not at five. A Gentile and a cranky Jew. I think we might be happy to get there. I think you really got out of your mind. You gotta have your wee wee bag. On too tight. No chance I'll do a show with you. <laughs> I'd rather die. We'd be crappy together. Why, I'll have you know that I'm a big fucking Jew from Brooklyn Heights. I've been raped by everybody but you. You're not my type. Me and Mo, that would blow. No way that if we had a fight that you'd survive, who'd want to hear a genitile? 
and pushy time. That's crappy together. So with you and me, for me, is much better six to ten, not five. It's only right. That I should get more sleep at night. I think we might be happy together. <laughs> happy together. One fifty-eight at five sixty WQM. I got a uh, email from my good friend Ken Halpern from Nationwide Limo. Yes, which we're back in good uh, graces and did a wonderful job. You know that when he brought me to the airport to come up here, he brought his little Chihuahua puppy. Aw, yeah, probably like Cute half an ounce. Just a, just a few months old. No, it's it's actually bigger than that, almost as big as uh, Tiny was. And uh, he was like chewing on me the whole way to the airport, and the dog too. <laughs> Actually, it was a cute little dog. I'm not getting no more dogs though, Ken. Thank you very much, but uh, it just didn't go over too big in my house. The idea of that, I don't think so. No more babysitters. No more getting tied down. No more cleaning up the old. <laughs> See, it was okay when I was there, and I could clean up the crap. That was okay. I'm the duty man. I didn't mention something today, and you should have chewed me out for our good friend Ira, Atlantic City Subs. Oh, the his.